Hi, everybody. Welcome to Lowered Expectations. We are back again with another episode. I am your host, Lane, and I'm here with all my friends. We got Dylan. Yo. Kyle. Hi. Justin. Mushy, mushy. Johnny. Hello. And our friend Bree is also joining us again today. Say hi to Bree. Howdy. It's me again. Woohoo. Ayo. So, we have a very awesome game we're covering for you guys this month. Uh, our game of the month uh, for March was Guardians of the Galaxy. Wah, 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 wah. Um, I personally was very excited about this game. We all know how Marvel's Avengers panned out, and I have never lived that down since. So, <laughs> I was really happy to get a Marvel title in the, uh, in, on the docket here that uh, hopefully panned out better than that one. Um, so, to give you all the kind of the background, a little bit of a synopsis of the game. Um, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is a 2021 action-adventure game developed by Eidos Montreal and published by Square Enix's European subsidiary. Based on Marvel Comics' superhero team Guardians of the Galaxy, the game was released for Microsoft Windows, Nintendo Switch, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X-S in October of 21. Uh, the game received generally positive reviews from critics with praise for its narrative, presentation, characters, uh, but you know, we'll get into all of that. As far as a little bit of the synopsis on the gameplay, uh, in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, the player assumes control of Peter Quill, or Star-Lord, from a third-person perspective. The player can utilize Star-Lord's elemental guns to defeat enemies and fly through the air using his jet boots. Other members of the titular team, which include Gamora, Rocket Raccoon, Groot, and Drax the Destroyer, are not directly playable as they are controlled by artificial intelligence, but players can issue commands to them during combat. Each character has their own unique skills and abilities, which can be chained together to inflict more damage. As the player fights enemies, a meter will build up and allow players to unleash a special ability known as Team Huddle, which prompts Star-Lord to create a motivational speech and to play a song to inspire his teammates. A good speech will grant the other Guardians uh, gameplay benefits through Star and through Star-Lord's abilities. Uh, it will be boosted regardless of the quality of the speech. At various points of the game, the player can make key decisions via dialogue trees that will affect the relationships between the Guardians and the outcomes of certain missions. Throughout the game, Star-Lord's decisions will be referenced by his teammates. Despite no. the branching dialogue paths, the core story remains the same, and the game has one ending. I'm glad it said that, because that was something I was going to bring up. Okay. Yeah, let's get into it, guys. I wasn't sure, I wasn't sure how much you were going to describe to us. Well, I mean, Mark typically it game. gives... Typically, it gives me like kind of like info about the release and the you know producers or whatever, and then just kind of like a little synopsis. But for this one, it was like it's very weirdly <laughs> kind of split up for the two. So it was a very Japanese, logical, and very well explained introduction yeah. for the game, which is what the fucking game was too. Like this was funny for me because I haven't played a Japanese game in like besides FromSoft and forever. Like, I haven't had that Bayonetta-esque, like, fantastic meter building up in the corner <laughs> right. as I'm like, yeah. building my combos and everything in a very yeah. long time. And it was refreshing to experience that as I was, like, going through the combat. But out of everything you just said, the biggest thing I want to touch on is the decision to have you only play as Peter Quill made this story so much more impactful for me personally than I think it would have been if I'd been able to throw my own personality on all the characters when I'm playing as them in their moments. Like, sure. Yeah. hundred percent agree with you with that. In the yeah, beginning, I, I was a little disappointed because I was like, oh, I wish I could play as them. But the more I played through the story, I actually quite enjoyed that I just played as Star-Lord. 
Yeah, I agree. Like, uh, so when it first came out and they first uh, released, you know, you're only going to be able to play as Star-Lord. I was like, man, well, that's fucking lame, right? Because, you know, who doesn't want to play as Rocket Raccoon or Groot or fucking Drax or Gamora for that matter too, right? Like, they're just all badasses with their own fucking sick shit, you know? And uh, I came from Marvel's Avengers and that was cool, just being able to play as like all the different guys too, but obviously... That's what I was just about to bring. I was like, it's because you were used to the Avengers game where you can play as whoever you want, which I get it because that's what what I thought it was was going to be too. Because you're not locked into one character, and you know when you're given the fucking like superstar like hero squad, you don't want to be locked into one character necessarily. But I think it played very very well for this game in particular. It gave you more of a one sided perspective on the story. Like Justin was saying, you weren't trying to kind of throw your own personality into each different character. You were just kind of focusing on one guy. I also um, thought that the leveling up was very fair in the game too. I mean, it didn't seem like you had to like over like focus on who you want to level up. Everybody. Just was able to level up. That's so yeah, you can overpower, like make everybody have, like, fast. Crazy massive skill trees or anything that made you know choosing your abilities or anything kind of a chore or difficult. Each one had like what, like four special abilities or like yeah. four upgrades or something like that. Um, yeah. Before we get too much into mechanics, though, I still want to focus on story. Yeah, yeah. Because like for me personally, I like. You were the three who beat it. That's so. Then tell me this: Did you guys? How did you guys play? Did you guys play mean to your team, or did you play nice, or did you play like? Did you just go with the flow? What you wanted to pick? I tried to play like I did nice. I tried to play as Star Lord, right? So I got a little sassy here and there, but other times I was trying to like kind of build the team up and stuff, right? For sure. In generally, I was I was really trying to build the team and bring the team together, but I I was trying to play like as Star Lord. You know, like at first I started playing as like Chris Pratt's Star Lord from the movies, but then mm-hmm. as I kept yeah, playing, yeah. I started to play more as like what this like character's version of Star Lord seems yeah. to be, which is a much more team oriented dude. Like this 100%. guy really was trying to like be the leader who is like yeah. following up in, in his like royal bloodline, yada yada yada. What yeah. I wanted to ask though, first and foremost, is what do you two who beat the game think about the story? Just like give it a rating. Good, horrible, trash, fantastic. Um, I give it a, I give it a good. I mean, there were some parts that felt really long, but I still thought the story was great. I enjoyed I the story. It, I thought it played. I thought the story played out really well. Honestly, I thought it was awesome. Dude, I love the storyline. I'm so fucking satisfied with the way yeah. they told the story, the way they would introduce characters and locations yeah. and then bring their relevance back later on in the game and like yep. interweave them in this whole like larger plot that's unraveling as you're discovering more information about the nefarious forces you're fighting and yada, yada, yada. Like this story was incredibly yeah. well written and it felt like it was written by somebody who loved the guardians of the galaxy oh. and i honestly life. think that the marvel game that avengers should have followed what guardians of the galaxy did for their story yes because i would have been more likely to play the this in avengers version than a live service game personally yep no i thought it was great like i said there were some parts where i thought it was a little bit long but i was but the story just kept building back up to me that i was just like i kind of want to see what's going to happen next or what's going to play yeah. out I, I want to run there, through there the... were certain parts that kind of drug on a little bit, but honestly, right when you kind of felt like it was dragging on, it kind of like picked back up again. It's kind yeah. of how I feel about it. You know? Did. How how about you guys who are still playing it? How do you feel about the story as you're still experiencing? Besides knowing the Elden Ring came out. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it's pretty good. I mean, I like all the dialogue to it. It's funny. Um, the one issue I have though is like you have to you have to kind of wait for the dialogue. If they start dialogue and then you enter a cutscene, it cuts off that dialogue, so you can't yeah uh, figure yeah. out what they said before, and that dialogue never comes up. <laughs> Which is kind of cool in a sense because that gives you it gives multiple like multiple dialogues throughout the entire story, but at the same time you can never hear those dialogues again unless you play through it again and just wait in that area. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was sometimes difficult. I experienced that yep. too. Where you're like, what the hell were we just talking or, about? Or or they talk. like continue to talk like do the dialogue through a cutscene and it's like, okay, guys, shut the fuck up. Like I'm trying yeah. to figure out what's going on in the cutscene. <laughs> <laughs> what about Dylan and Bree? I really liked it. I think the Where are you at in the story? So I'm at um chapter six, right after you meet Mantis. Um in like the big uh, Oh like right market after you get area, to, big uh, black market area. Right, right after you get to nowhere, right? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna talk yeah. about Mantis. Um <laughs> Did you did you be did you beat Cosmo? I haven't Fucking beat Cosmo. Cosmo dude. No. Oh, you would have loved evil. Cosmo. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about all these characters. Yeah. What, I'll, so uh, I'll still be playing like, it. To be honest, like I'm gonna finish it. I just didn't have I, the I capacity to finish it. Yeah, I, I get that. You know, um, obviously Elden Ring's taking the world by storm all over right now and stuff. And so I totally get it and stuff. I also I had like totally two backlog podcasts to edit, and I, I just yeah, had like yeah, a bunch of other shit. Going. So yeah. <laughs> I like I. I really, really liked the story and the dialogue. I think that the whole rocket is fucking insufferable, like all the way up until the point that I am at in the in the story. It's the whole. You're probably world. so mad at him. He just ditched you. I'm like, what the fuck, man? And he's been like a piece of shit this entire time. Like he hasn't. There's seriously, it gets worse a little bit sometimes, Dylan. I'm it's just like, you, guys, you just want to kill it. I'm like, how fucking ungrateful <laughs> can you be, you little piece of shit? Like, I just don't like, you know, one of my things is, is that I hate that trope. And Justin and I talked about it because when we played through God of War, it's a very similar trope between Kratos and the boy when and, and Atreus when he's like, oh, fuck you, dad. He's going through his like teenage years and he's like, man, you don't understand me. And I'm like, I just feel like rocket's just this little child that that just doesn't he's like that's he can't a, get his shit together and he can't that's like, also kind of in line with how he is in the movies though too right that's like, true he's, yeah he's, he's pretty stubborn. he's very fucking stubborn but also kind of like just like a little kid on the inside but then he also like demands this family right like in at least in this story like he he almost demands this kind of sympathy and i'm just like I don't want to give any of it to you, right? Because he's like talking about how he was this like prisoner and like experimented on and trying to make yeah. me feel bad for him. And then he like bites me on the fucking hand and like, you know, is a piece of shit for the next 45 minutes to an hour of me playing this chapter. And I'm just like, you are insufferable. At least the yeah. rest of them like kind you of give a shit. Did you do the lipless scene in the bar, Dylan? No, not yet. The sing-along? Because I'm pretty sure that's right after. I think you might have missed it then, because you have to like go inside a building. But it, I think it's right before you meet Mantis for the first time. And like, yeah, that is like the peak of where Rocket's just being an insufferable cunt too. So it's fucking hilarious <laughs> that like, yeah. I'm I thought like, the I thought my... the other one too was where he was annoying 
Justin, I know it's a little bit farther, but when they were, he didn't want to get in the water. Oh, yeah, and he, yeah, everyone was. Everyone's like soul was getting sucked up, and he just he, was like, he comes full circle on that, though, you know. Yeah, he yeah, does. He, he but does. I, when I did that part, I was like, shut the fuck up, just do it. Yeah, 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 for sure, dude. But yeah, I mean, I, I, Bree, I what like do you the, think about it? I like it. Yeah, um, it was pretty enjoyable. Um, it was very interesting coming in, like seeing it as like a team dynamic because I haven't really played a game like that before. And it was neat just, like, going through this whole story and just, like, you're not by yourself, like, talking to yourself. Like, you have other people talking to you, and it's, like, just creating this whole story around you. And I thought that was, I don't know, it just, it took away from a lot of parts where it could have been really boring. True. For real. That, they, that's very true. Yeah, they did a lot of filler with, like, team dialogue and stuff and kind of, like, the slower parts, which did It help straight up inflates the runtime if you, like, care about it because you, like, can stand around in a room and just listen to idle chat between these characters. Yeah. And it's interesting, entertaining dialogue, but it goes on for, like, minutes, and you're like, I want to hear all this shit, but I also want to progress the story. Yeah, like, I got to right. finish this so I can play Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's 100% the case. I have been cranking this game out all week, and it was a very difficult game to rip through. Because yeah. the dialogue and world and characters are so engaging that I still want to stop and experience things as I'm going. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I say I really enjoyed about the game, too, is what? Like they still follow like Guardians of the Galaxy style. They played the old school music, oh, so yeah, just dude. like the jams were great. The licensing, when you were, like, when you the licensing your power in this up, game must have been fucking insane to name. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. there's like Disney, man, they got that bank. My they guy. got they no. got yeah. Well, they have like they have fucking Blue Oyster Cult in there. They have like a bunch of shit that is like. Never gonna give you up. They got big names in there. I was really surprised to see, and on the point really quick of that, it was interesting to see in the audio menu that you can turn the license music off and it would give you generic music instead. It's like streamer For streaming. Yeah. So that you don't end up getting fucking tagged on streaming it. Yeah, which is interesting. I mean, it's a good way of handling that, right? Like, I think that... 100%. I mean, that's very interesting. With a game like this, nobody would possibly be able to stream it. You know, nobody could stream it if they didn't give you that option. And obviously, they want people to stream it because they want people to, like... You know, watch other people play it and be like, "Fuck yeah, I'm gonna try that out!" Right? That's just a whole other part of fucking marketing. Is putting that but Kyle, Kyle, talking fucking mechanics. Yes, the soundtrack and that huddle mechanic. A huddle mechanic when you would hear the music do the old school music. It just like yeah, it really got me to like focus even harder on the fight. Yeah, because <laughs> I was just hearing that song. Even yeah. though it was like some of the stu- like like they're never gonna give you up. I was like, I hate that song annoys me, but I was just jamming out to it while kicking well, ass. Yeah, it's different yeah. when you're kicking ass, right? Like it's a little Plus, different. Plus, like <laughs> as the game progresses, the more powerful you and your squad get. Like when you get that damage power up and can reuse their abilities a little more quickly, you're just fucking deleting major enemies off the battlefield and shit to the a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, just fe- it's like you feel so empowered. You're like, did you guys ever right. fuck up your uh, huddle up? They make fun of you. They're like, do yeah. any of you guys feel like like that was a great huddle up? And they're like, oh, and you're like, oh shit, I pushed the wrong button. Yeah. That I was the wrong thing to one. say, Peter. I fucked up the first one just because like I didn't quite like get it, I guess. I didn't honestly I didn't feel like I picked the wrong fucking thing to say though. I don't know. That's how I that's how I felt yeah. too. And I was just like, okay, <laughs> just go back to shooting. <laughs> yeah, right. you know? Yeah, dude. I yeah. absolutely loved 
like in general, the team management kind of like you touched on Bree, like them all having multiple abilities that you could call on during combat that have specific uses, depending on what you're fighting or where like, yeah, that runs real deep and makes it very interesting to build your kill streaks as you're going along. Like they do a lot that actually makes you want to keep fighting. This fucking game is on that point though, is built for a controller, like a hundred percent. Cause I tried yeah. to play it on mouse and keyboard and it's insufferable. Like I can't. So one of the things that you have to do is that if you want to pull up the team menu, you have to hold the equal sign on your keyboard and then you have to press a number that corresponds with the character twice. So you select the character Can't and then you, you just select map the, the keys to whatever you want though? You can, but you have to that doesn't make it any less like steps I mean, you gotta map involved. the keys. I'm gonna have yeah. to map the key that holds the the companion wheel up and then I have to map the key that will select a companion, right? And then yeah, you have to press that again select. to use the yeah. to use the ability. And so this uh, game yeah. was really structured around a controller like ultimately even for me even with a controller i was constantly tripping over the buttons well yeah because once you once you unlock a certain number of abilities for each one you kind of almost have to like memorize like which abilities are on which key because you're trying to deploy them quickly in combat right and each so you like if i remember correctly you enter like the character kind of menu mid combat and then you select the character and then it shows you it what abilities you have unlocked and each like um ability is mapped to a certain like button right so if you try to deploy those abilities quickly in combat you kind of have to have that down and and memorize and really um so yeah, I mean, there so were, to me that's a, time a lot well, too. well and you can change the amount that it does right so you can change yeah. in the accessibility settings if it fully stops time or if it does 75% True. or 50% yeah, yeah. so there is adjustments but the if we're talking about game design and game mechanic I think that that's poorly done because that there there is better precedent for things like that and one of the things that I think of immediately is Mass Effect Right, and that you had a squad of people in Mass Effect that you could command at any given point in time, and their commands were much more succinct. Like, you can't make me press four buttons on a controller or on a keyboard in order to facilitate, like, a team action, especially in how much they want you to use it. Like, because it chains, like, these combos chain. So if you want me to play, like, like, a fucking Devil May Cry game like this, like you know shows itself to be with the whole fantastic meter and like all of that shit you need to give me a more succinct way of like delivering commands to a squad of people it's so with mass effect is it obviously it's not probably a direct correlation but could you um would you have to select like a certain person and then their certain ability or was it more like a group like direction for your squad it was wasn't it wasn't it dylan like you could also like hold a button like you could like yes. someone's team too. Yeah. So what it did was it was all on one wheel, right? So you selected a character quickly, and then you selected one of their three abilities in like one go, and you used the analog stick to do that. Okay. So you just like yeah, yeah. held it over the area for you know like two, and then you just two milliseconds, like and whatever, then it would, yeah. it would deploy yeah. the ability, and then yeah, they also yeah. gave you the ability to like group commands like you had said so if i just want them to be aggressive right or like if i want them to attack then 
you can yeah. group those commands together and send all three at once right. to like execute a command. That's one thing that I wish they did have. Like you can, when you're doing a specific move for a specific person, right? You can target one enemy, but you couldn't ever like tell like just like your team like focus this guy, right? Or you know you couldn't give like a group direction of just like like focus yeah. him. Yep. And, and just fuck him up. They would all just kind of fuck whoever up, and then when you selected them in one of their abilities, you could select a specific enemy to do it on, yep. or an area, depending on the, debil- the ability, right? But, like, you couldn't just be like, all right, fuck, focus on this guy. You Like, there was no, like, focus or well, whatever you want to call well, it. Well, and the uh, thing is, too, is that, command. so, like, on the key, and, you know, to be fair, I chose to do this to myself, right? So, but this is just a warning for anyone involved. If you play keyboard or mouse, like, the other part of delivering a command. So you hold the weapon or the companion mode button, you select the companion, you select again the ability and it executes the command. And if you want to switch those like targets, right? You scroll the mouse wheel. So like That's weird. It is yeah. weird. So like put your hands, you know, on your keyboard and like put them in the one, two and three position and then put your finger on the equal sign and then yeah. tell me how you're supposed to fucking scroll a mouse wheel. Right. <laughs> True, like dude. that's not <laughs> yeah. like, how do you there do definitely that? Could have been a better way to kind of map out the keyboard and mouse. Uh, if, shit, I feel if, like. if you're going to put, if you're going to put your game on everything, I'm not asking for like deep rock galactic was the opposite, right? Like it was a keyboard and mouse game that was like adapted to a controller right like this one right it suffers a little bit from, from i feel like respect. it almost i'm wondering and maybe this is out of my ignorance from not uh, you know being a fucking game designer let alone playing a mouse and keyboard that much or ever really but I, w- I wonder why you couldn't just press a key to enter the character screen and then use your fucking mouse to select a character, select an ability, and then select an opponent that you want to yes. target. Yes, so why that would be, be all buttons. That right? would be way better if I could if I could just hit the equal sign and then I could like click, click, click. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. It. Like yeah. and then tell them with be... a click like which one I would want. Yeah. Yeah. Like that would be perfect, right? Like that. I feel like that's an excellent way. And there may be a way to map that, but I can't. I would spend twenty minutes trying to like R and D that and make that work, and I just don't feel like it's worth the time. But for sure, I feel like the battle mechanic as a whole, because you're directing three people, is probably as good as it's going to get without like some refinements to the weapon wheel, you know, that kind of shit. But like three people. Yeah. Cause you're, you're doing, well, it's four, but you're the commander. So your squad. No, it's you plus five people. Wait, it's it's... Drax, Groot, Gamora and Rocket. You also have Star Lord's powers in there too. And yeah, you're five people. So that's, I mean, but even then that only strengthens my case, right? There's far too many people to try and manage with that kind of mechanic. Like you can't, you need a did more you try, succinct way. Hey, did you ever try to just get good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. get good, bro. Absolutely. Maybe if you just got gooder. I actually just easy. turned most of my accessibility settings oh. on and cranked through the fucking game because I didn't <laughs> give a shit. So Dude, I turned on yeah. the, the forever win the huddle option in the accessibilities <laughs> mode. I turned that on because that was, I'm like, decisions. fuck yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. It gives me two <laughs> options and one is clearly the one that it wants. Right. Like it's you know, not. On that on that note, um, I'm glad I kind of touched on that when I went through a little bit of the synopsis. Is that there is one ending, 
Um, cause I was curious cause they built in this decision making mechanic, but you know, sometimes that's all smoke and mirrors, right? And there's not really any alternate path that you would have gone on or anything like that. Um, this one is smoke and mirrors then theoretically, it right? Is, it's but it really. does say that they're like, it can affect like each mission specifically, but yeah. not the overall path of the game. Yeah, there's like so, and I'm kind of curious that how that plays out. And shit like why that. do I because give a shit though? Like, why do I give a shit about that? Like, yeah, they want to, you know, they're just like trying to build one, another depth. They're trying to add another layer of involvement for the for the mission where you go to Lady Hellbenders. You and if you choose Rocket, it's a shoot 'em up mission, and if you choose Groot, it's a stealth mission. Like, just little things like that that change the flow of the game and can have an effect based on how you do something. So if you are a purist, oh. like you might have to fight a combat encounter because you weren't going to sca- save scum, in, but you did fuck up a dialogue. So I so like, that, so I picked rocket, right? Yeah. I, I was going to ask, yeah. what did everybody pick in that, in that, in that mission? I, I, I picked root. Okay. I picked rocket. Root. I picked rocket too. Bree, did you, you, did you get there yet? Yeah, I picked, uh, I picked Groot. You build okay, a better one with rocket. If you pick uh group, <laughs> You do so. Rocket you respects you. Uh, yeah, okay. Rocket respects you because he comes to you with, and, and that's like, what changed my mind because he comes at you separate, and he's like, "I would really prefer if if you would pick me to do it because I don't want to put him in harm's way." Right. right. And yeah, you yeah. build a bond with him with doing that, but you also like piss off Gamora and Drax by doing that because they wanted right. Groot to do it. Right. So, so, so you guys picked. Whoever picked Groot, um, what happens? Like, how does the scene where you're with Lady Hellbender and you're there to like sell Groot? Like, what happens at that point? She accepts. Like, how does that whole scene? Yeah, she accepts it. She takes him, and then she tells you guys to enjoy the big ass party that her castle is having for the evening. And then you guys decide that that'll be a really good opportunity to sneak in and steal uh, Groot later when everybody's passed out drunk. And so you do that. She also, she also wants Drax, Drax to stay with her for extra money, too. <laughs> Does she hilarious. end up pissed so off at you offer that at the end? In the other end? Yeah, she's pissed off because we stole Groot back. It's but kind of the same in the beginning, same it was, yeah. you, was it like, you... what was it like that cloaking creature that was, was with we thought it was Groot when we got him out, but it was one of those shape-shifting little monsters. Yeah. Do you think the... Or did you fight a boss at the end of that level? Yep. Okay, so you fight thing. a boss either way. The squid. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Kyle's talking like about. So escaping. if you guys... Yeah. If you remember when you first get there, she's got this, like, shape-shifting alien. When you find Groot, that shape-shifting alien is, like in Groot's form and it leads you to her and so you're like a little confused Groot won't talk to you and then he turns back to the alien and you're like ah oh, shit gotcha that's kind of cool yeah. although I I don't <laughs> the thing is is I'm not necessarily disappointed with the with the story that I got either in that respect so another that, one that's the cool thing <laughs> another one like that actually has implications across missions is if you try to pursue Gamora when she says she's going after the like priest dude that is that is one of the bugs I ran into as well, because well, she'll hang on. Let me finish. Yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> turn around. She'll turn around and accost you because you'll almost fall, and she'll have to save you. If you just trust her and let her run, she'll like do damage to him and come back with one of his arms. And then in the final fight, mm-hmm. he has a lower health bar because of that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad you did the same thing, Justin. <laughs> I did. I let her go. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny, you had a bug with that scene. 
Yeah, because Gamora like just despawned uh, before I got there, and so I was just running through it all, and then it, I just couldn't progress. We were just stuck in that room. Oh, weird. That's I've weird. had a I've had a few bugs, but we can get to that later. But there was a uh, quite a few different bugs. That I've had to restart the whole like like shut the game down to restart. Yeah. Like, to, I got like another. I got another decision question. Who kept the llama? I kept the llama. I kept the llama. Because oh, wait, it was, no, no, no. I, I kept I, the, I kept the weapon parts. I also kept. Yeah, the sorry, llama. I did the, I did the weapon parts. That, if that was what you meant. Parts, I think is the better. It was move. the best decision for yeah. you because you, uh, the fighting system for your ship was so much better. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't make the choice in time, so I oh, didn't keep yeah, either well, of them. But oh, it keeps no. the llama anyway. Well, it says that too. Like, if you pick the hide rockets weapon tree instead of the llama, that when you're doing your first ever uh, space battle, it says like since you kept rockets uh, weapons hidden, that you your your ship's upgraded. But then, what the fuck is what's the llama? Though, then? Is I never. What's funny though is I never felt like I was at a disadvantage at a disadvantage not having like the difficulty. Did you know? Then no, how did I just you? How did like regular? I think. How did you guys the llama, get the llama? Is a lower fine. Oh, you, get a, you yeah. are fined a thousand less dollars for the llama. Wait, so if they find the llama, you're you're fined less. So how did you guys get out of the room when Drax locked you in? Ooh, uh, well, they just—I was like, oh. they just—they just talked to me over the little. Yeah. yeah. And then we just used the llama to try and walk our wood music. Yeah, I made the llama go in a circle. Uh, so the here's the thing: the llama ends up on your crew no matter what. Oh, uh, okay. The like, if you decide to hide the weapon parts, you get a higher fine for her finding the llama. If you decide to hide the llama, it's a lower fine. But yeah, you get the more upgraded ship, which brings thank you, Kyle, me to my fucking bone to pick with this game, which is that space battle fucking bullshit. The fact that this like really nimble Starcraft that in all these little cutscenes can flip around through, like, ships and yeah. stuff, steers like the fucking Titanic when I'm in charge of it was fucking ridiculous. I hated those sequences. I was furious every time I had to deal with fly piloting that So, I was a little, like, at, at first, the first time you fly the spaceship when you're trying to get off that planet or whatever, right, and it's basically just, like, a one-track, like, you steer, I was a little bit disappointed because I thought there'd be a little bit more like space flight and play or whatever. Like you get to do the ship a little bit more. And so I was pleasantly surprised later on when you actually do get some like space battles and stuff. But I do agree. It was a little clunky. Um, the the steering and everything. Yeah, it, it was just in general pretty fucking clunky to fucking fly a spaceship. But I would, uh, I would agree with you. I also, I also thought that the... Um... The analog stick was very sensitive when it would just like do its turns. I would yeah. barely touch it, and it would do like a flip backwards again. Where I'm like, no, I didn't want to go backwards. That was a huge issue. Flicking a thumbstick and changing my entire direction when I'm trying to fight in a 3D fucking space is yeah. not a good decision. Like it's up there with what you're talking about, Dylan, with the combat wheel. There was a few like control decisions where it's like, what the hell were you guys even thinking? Like this spacecraft, every cutscene. It's flipping around. It's doing like all sorts of tight like turns and all sorts of crazy maneuvers. I you couldn't bank that thing around the fucking Death Star if you had to. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would say those that wasn't like my most highlighted like thing I enjoyed playing. Like when those missions were over, I was like, okay, cool. 
when you had to get into the main like church's ship i couldn't figure out where the fuck i was supposed to go for a solid five minutes i was like flying out of bounds on accident it's yelling at me i'm like i don't know what you want like well actually i do lie the one part that i thought was kind of cool was um when we were crash landing into that into that planet and you had to try and control it to not try and like hit stuff i thought that was kind of realistic style like you're trying to not do damage to your ship but not like it does any effect to you later on in the story you could hit anything you want yeah one thing i found funny about that fucking scene is like the cutscene after you crash it doesn't land like line up at all with like the yeah. scenery in which you crash in <laughs> like, yeah it just like, like jumps <laughs> yeah i was like what the fuck none of this shit was here when i fucking was flying the shit <laughs> yeah dude but you know, that's very minimal that's very fucking minimal for what what's the my other Disappointment too. Oh, go ahead, Justin. Sorry. No, let's keep talking disappointments. While we're on the subject. I was going to go back to praise. My my other disappointment was I feel like a lot of the enemies you fought were exactly the same. Like same like different monsters on different planets. I was just like, well, they really didn't. Yeah, they really didn't think this through. I was like, okay. One of the funniest lines in the whole fucking game is when they like straight up say one of the things most alien species share is bipedalism. I thought most. I thought there'd be a little more difference in the galaxy. <laughs> it's like they're roasting themselves a little bit. Like they got through development, and we're like, "Why are all these fucking aliens the same?" And they're yeah. like, "Fuck it, just write a joke in the dialogue about it." Like, <laughs> yep, like that was. I absolutely agree with you. There was a. There was some difference in the way they fought. If you really got in deep with the mechanics and through, yeah, it, yeah, melee combat with fucking what you're like range stuff and ripping people off ledges once you have the vacuum shot which was that was nice for the snipers yes yeah. that was my <laughs> i use that so much i hardly yeah, use yeah. the fire one or it or the ice but i did like that you had to do that in combat where i was like okay ditch that thing because you have to use ice <laughs> pay attention to like the status yeah. bar of the enemy right and see what yeah. their specific weakness is yeah i thought that was really cool i, only uh, I have a question fire one out of spite i just want to i just want to get that out there uh, well you i only use fire the... one out of spite just to burn somebody alive <laughs> i used it when it was like an enemy's like uh it's like status like deficiency or their whatever you want to call it thingy right? Whatever it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like you have to use your fire if you want to fucking burn their shield or do any fucking damage. Like that's the only fucking time I did it because otherwise it just would take way too fucking long to do anything to them. I have um, one more broad question, but it sounds like you do too, so I'll shut up. No, I got yeah, you whatever. Um, what did you guys think about like Drax's skin, like base skin for the game? What did I like you think it. about? I liked, character model. I liked it. Um, I also got. I don't know if you guys saw it too. You can get different skins. I got the original yeah, movie yeah. one too. Oh yeah, from the actual yeah, yeah. Marvel movie. So I kind of equipped that one for a little bit because I was like, eh, let's go back to that so, one I know. I uh, when the when I I first saw like uh, gameplay or like stills or whatever like uh, screenshots from the game, I was like, why is this dude? like fucking seafoam green and like you know it just like i was definitely thrown off and even like when i started playing it i still wasn't totally into it but i was just like whatever and i did get a little bit used to it but i will say as soon as i got like the fucking like cin- like marvel cinematic universe skin i put that bitch on immediately dude. he makes a joke <laughs> about like, it too it felt yeah I was so gonna say. Right. like he's like it's oh, not it green it's so teal right. or something yeah like that. Yeah, yeah he does, he does I am teal. Like, <laughs> it just oh. it just felt so right and 
also like I did I just feel like it looks better. Like his like tattoos or war markings, whatever you want to call them. I just thought they looked so basic. They were just like little lines and like there wasn't anything. Well, it like, kinda, cool. it's it, almost like tribal fucking skull tattoos and shit from like the fucking movies. I, if so, you like, look in the original comics, that's how his body was supposed to look. Like there was those certain tattoos. Like the game, you mean? Or the no, movie? The actual comics of what the, he looks like the game one in the comics. Well, see, and that's what I figured. That's I figured they were staying true to the comics, which is why, you know, I didn't make a bit it. brighter in the game than the comics. Way. And I did get, I got used to it, but by the time I got the fucking Marvel Cinematic scan, I I just threw that bitch on because the tattoos look so much fucking cooler and like shit, dude. I just loved it. I, I couldn't help myself. Dude, I'm really happy I let you go first because that was the perfect fucking key up. Because what I want to ask in reverse order this time, I want the people who haven't beat it yet to answer first, is how do you guys feel about this Guardians of the Galaxy compared to the movie Guardians of the Galaxy? Like, do you like them more? Do you like them less? Is there anything you're finding you're enjoying or not enjoying? How's that like? How's that transition working for you, having already had established characters if you have seen those movies? I feel like... Their characters are very similar. Like, the jokes, it seems like they're pretty on par for each other uh, as far as, like, the dialogue and stuff like, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel like, like there's... Jokes there's... More. There's more of a drive for a feeling. He said equality. he wanted people who didn't finish to answer first. Johnny. I didn't finish. Oh. oh wait, Johnny didn't finish either. So I didn't finish keep either. Going, guys. Keep <laughs> Shut going. up. Me. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so I th- I think that there was a more like more of a feeling of equality in the characters in this because in the movies it very much felt like a Peter Quill centric story. Right. Like it was very built around him and his dad and, you know, his family and how he got there and the Ravagers. Right. Like his is it was his it was basically Peter Quill's Guardians of the Galaxy. The movies were. And I feel like in this Peter Quill almost takes a bit of a backseat in everything other than the flashbacks because he is like listening to people and trying to give them, you know, their peace and like trying yeah, to yeah. um at least that's how I played was I I tried to like bolster the team and, and cooperation and give them all their say. I think right? that's a great point. Like yeah. a very astute observation. This is very different in that <laughs> regard. He is Damn, always... that's deep. Well, because it's exactly right. He is literally like the team leader who has to manage everybody else's bullshit instead of his own. Right. Yep. Right. Well, yeah. I, I feel like it's it also maybe a difference in like the medium because I feel like, well, I think it may just be a narrative choice because in this, someone said it earlier, they're developing a story around you with the characters and dialogue that you're experiencing, which is your team. Right. Like they're developing this kind of narrative around you, which forcefully puts Peter Quill in like a backseat. Right. And you're being told this story via these characters experiences as compared to a movie or the movies and their narrative choice, which was to tell Peter Quill's story. Right. How did he get here? Who is he? You know, why do all of these characters, why are they pertinent to Peter Quill? Like, why do they matter? Sure. Yeah. Um, and I and I really really like the game better than the movie in that narrative respect, right? Like I feel like if you're gonna make a movie about the Guardians of the Galaxy, you're better served with making a story about the team, and not a story yeah. about one person, you know. But. 
What do you think, Brie? Yeah, beach. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute since I've seen the movies. Um, no, I enjoyed them, but that was my first like experience, you know, with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah. I thought the game was good. The only thing that I was kind of put off by was the differences in the main plot points by like how his mom dies and like how he sure. is like taken. You know, because it is, like, different mm. in the movies. And I was like, that's kind of... Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, is that so you prefer, you, is so that, you prefer her to be in the movie to have the brain tumor well, than is that, to be by aliens? I, <laughs> well, yeah, I was well, like, oh, this is happening right now. We're going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, is that... I, I believe that this game is closer to, like, the narrative comic, right? Like, he... That's, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, so, you know, I... I don't know. Like, I am kind of like a diehard Star Trek fan at heart. I I like the concept of like, you know, him being taken, right? And like, sure. you know, in that kind of respect, like the forcefully taken out of your world of comfort and like thrown into a world of like very different, you know, attitudes. Well, I and, mean, that's like, the same. They it's the same thing in the movies. He was still taken from Earth, but. It's different because he was basically essentially immediate in the game. He was like immediately sent to like a slave colony for like the Chitari or some shit like that. Where in the movie, he was basically stolen by Yondu and forced into like, you know, helping him and doing his stuff with the rabbit. Becomes his yeah, son. You're my son. Right. You're my space son. Um, I prefer so, the Ravager style more than uh, what they did in the game. That's such like, horse shit. Way was he's way a, better. He's a, like like slave colony way better than some like <laughs> way better bullshit family <laughs> story <laughs> about. Yeah, like, suffer. Oh, that's all. Kumaya Peter Quill from being eaten like a bunch of times based off how he tells it. It's so, so, it's so much more serenity than it is like Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. in that way, and I like that. A lot. So, I will say, um, I don't know if I necessarily preferred the game versus the movies. Either way, I just love getting like you know, I I love it when they when like something like this is reimagined, right? Because it's not they're just not taking the movie plot point for plot point, scene for scene, turning it into a game. It's not recycled, fucking you know whatever. It, they're creating a brand new story out of it, or maybe it's not brand new, maybe it's true to the comics, but at least a brand new story and something that you can play through or watch or something like that. So I don't know if I liked anyone better than the other, but I will say um, to a couple of the points that were made, I feel like in the movies, they are more, and this is how Marvel, I feel like, has kind of always done it. They're more focused on giving you the origin of of like characters stories which is why it focuses so hard on peter quill because he is the leader of guardians of the galaxy right so i feel like it focuses him more in the movies because they're trying to give you more of his origin and kind of build up his story as the leader and between guardians one and guardians two that really does shift because guardians one is i think really like all about quill well, guardians two is all about quill too because it's about his fucking dad but like well that's the beauty like, the about playing dynamic, the video game as far as the team dynamic goes, like Guardians One, like it's really choppy. They're not, not even really trust each other, and blah blah blah. By Guardians Two, they're all like on the same page about shit. They're starting to get the teamwork thing down, you know, and stuff. Whereas in a game, you already have all of that context from the movies. They don't need to recycle and give you that all again. They can give it to you, give it to you in their own way, but not focus on it and kind of give you 
uh, focus around another thing, such as like the team dynamics I have, and I have a problem um, with that. His leadership abilities and stuff like that. I have a gripe um, about that, and the, my my whole gripe about that is that if this game is closer to its source material, then that is not a re a reimagining of it, like like. The Disney well, version of it is a reimagining of it, yeah. right? And in fact, it's even like a bluntening of the edge, if you want to say, like for it makes it more family friendly. Like give them, well, and that's why you I know, clarified. give them these people to like cling. I fucking hate yeah. that, man. That's I'm why like, I just like because it's like this isn't necessarily a reimagining because it's more true to the comics, but it, it's a different story that you're wait, able to wait. experience in a different form of media. Wait, 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 wait. Than, wait, wait, the, wait, than wait. fucking reading it on the page. Wait, 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 wait. I'm waiting. What do what do you hate? I hate the fact that like Marvel has so much rage. What are you talking like? So <laughs> I hate the concept, right, of the like having to take and pull away from the source material in a way that is more palatable and family friendly. Talking about the movies as compared to something in the video game, oh, right? That's like okay. more clearly geared towards a certain age group and dynamic, right? So that, is, that is, is, about, no, I love about the game character. I love okay. this. And I think that I feel this like is it kind of like, goes, I feel like that kind of goes back to what I was saying though. Right. It's like, to the masses, to like most of the world that's watching the movies, they're introducing these characters to you. And Chris that's Pratt was the on, way to go. And that's what they do on the big screen is they're, they're introducing this to you in a way that's more palatable for 90% of people who will watch the movie to accept and take in, right? But he then, could not have pulled off this haircut yeah. in the movie. No. No, and, no and way. Then, like, and then, like, you know, years later, they make a video game about it. You're already introduced to the Guardians, kind of like what they're about and stuff like that. They can be more true to the source material because you don't have to make it more palatable to please the masses. You're already hooked on the Guardians and on Marvel. They can go more true to the source material at that point because you're already into it. Well, and to be fair, this, oh. you know, so this isn't a movie podcast, right? This is a games podcast. But yeah. one of the things I will say is that I feel like Disney in particular Hollywood is like figuring out that people can like digest that kind of material. True. Right. And in fact, yeah. people will seek it out. Right. Like yeah, yeah. we can, we can have harder edge stories involving superhero and, and characters. They're really kind of gearing their way towards they're, that. They're industry. starting to recognize that Deadpool yeah. was really the seal breaker. That was like, that yeah, respect. that was the tipping point. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, I think that. And Logan. Well, my problem, yeah, yeah and true. Logan, like, the Dark my, was my my problem with the argument, <laughs> my my problem with the We're argument of like of of the fact of like you have all this pretext right for these for this game entering into it, yeah. If it's going with the comic material, which it is, it throws all of that pretext out of the window because it's just like this is not how this happened, right? Like that's not. It's not how it happened. And if it's so, going yes. if it's going to do that, then pull the fucking cutscenes of him and his mom out, right? Because they don't matter at that point if we already have like pre-context and preconceived notions of like how this shit happened, right? Don't make True, me relive all of that. Like they're still they're know. still trying to build their specific narrative to this world, to this yeah. universe. Because like just because we know what happened to him in the movies, obviously a lot of what happens in the movies doesn't what line isn't what lines up with what happens in the game. And I feel like the fact that he was immediately taken to a Chitari like slave colony or whatever, 
it affects he, like his character development in this story differently than like how his mom dying of cancer affected his character development in the movies. Dylan may not have reached the point where his mom gives him the guns. For one, oh, there's yeah, that true. part. Which oh, yeah, is that's right. To those, bad. yeah, the initial flashbacks in the first half of the game aren't the only like flashbacks you get to like his. Well, and I assume so, and, right? Because he gets they discussed. The... They discuss his father's heritage. He's not a celestial in the game. So there's two like key yeah. pieces of Peter's lore that you get through those that, uh, scenes as well. And yeah, well, and I get that. So I got to, up to the point in the flashbacks where you see him go and open up his present, which I assumed were the guns right yeah. like that was on his bed on her bed right he goes up there he talks about right. his grandma and grandpa passing away he goes opens up the box and then it goes into this like dark hole into the box it doesn't show you what's in there quite right. yet right right so I've, I've i figured that out right like i figured i figured out that much like i think that i buy this story's building up of peter quill more than like this lady fucked a son and then she dies of cancer and then he gets beamed up and now he's friends and family with this blue man who like, you know, spoilers like, Yo, but like they, what they the lose. fuck? Like they, those they movies have been it. out for forever, Kyle, like Jesus, they've been out for, Honestly, for though, a decade the now. Movies, they allude to the fact that Peter Quill didn't exactly have a wholesome upbringing with fucking, uh, what's his name either. Like when he got taken, like it sounds no, like he no. was pretty much a slave to the Ravagers when he was first taken. Before <laughs> like, we get too far away from the original point, yeah, Kyle, I want to get your input on like, also, how you felt about the cast difference. I want to point out, I didn't notice this till just now. Kyle is wearing his Guardians of the Galaxy T-shirt for the podcast today. Way to represent, dude. Oh. No, that's like wearing a band's T-shirt to go in to see the band. Care. Get out of here and change. Who cares? Dude's out here fucking representing. He's getting in. Nobody the, likes you. The vibe. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any? Like, do you have any feelings one way or another between these guardians, the other guardians? Do you love them both? Do you hate them both? You know, when I first started playing in the beginning, I couldn't stand Star-Lord's voice just because I was used to Chris Pratt's Star Lord. I couldn't like. I feel like the Star Lord in the video game worked at a surfer shop for how he would talk sometimes. <laughs> And I was but like, was oh, I don't know kid. about him. I know that that's that's the thing. Like he really like in the movie, he didn't really talk like that. <laughs> but you know, the more and more I started playing, like I enjoyed everybody's voices afterwards. Like I thought everybody they all played their different roles from the movies to the video games, both fair in my opinion. I yeah. like them both. I feel like they I all agree. felt really natural by the time well, I was like yeah. in there, you know. Like I want to say, with respect to this, like by the end of the game, I was like, like what you said, Dylan, the Star Lord role having to play the leader the entire time. By the end of the game, with this team, I was like, these are my guardians. These Hell are my yeah. guardians. Exactly. I to keep, yeah. I That's how like, I felt. We've gone through so much together. Like I love, and the, I, other, I love the movie Guardians, but like, yeah, like yeah. in between all the characters too, like a lot of them are fairly similar this rocket's a little more surly and a little more tragic this peter is a lot more 80s but this gamora has a lot more fucking personality than the movie gamora ever did. well and she's like yeah. a fucking I, well, I she's a fucking there was no love interest yes so yeah. that's what i was just about to say she's a fucking piece of meat 
in the movies. Yeah. Like, to be honest with yeah. you, if you want to break it down, like she's <laughs> she's there solely as a love interest, and there's very little other than the arc with her sister, right? She's that definitely you, not like the yeah. highest. She's no. definitely not like the biggest threat no. on the team. Like when you look at their fucking, I don't know if you guys read their rap sheets. Yeah, like, I saw well, it. And when they're, their threat yeah, yeah. level's <laughs> rated, and like her threat level is the highest. Like, Even when they're like introducing, because they're standing at the, um, oh, there, it's the first time you meet the cop, right? The chick that that Peter Quill had been with, and he, he she's reading out Rocket's description of the group, <laughs> right, and. He yeah. he even put in there. He's like, you know, she is the deadliest assassin. Like, so there's this like respect of her and her character in particular that I feel is like really fucking cool. And this, she she they... feels like she's held in her own regard. And Drax, same way, he's got this like mythical ethos around him of like, yeah, he's he's the fucking dude who killed Thanos, that's, right? Yes. Like that's, yeah. you know, like, uh, so they all hold them in like really deep regard. Like, Supposedly. Uh, he thinks that, he killed um, Thanos. <laughs> that's something yeah. that I really liked about the gameplay too, is when you engage with dialogue outside of missions, when you would like go over to three. each character and like, you know, talk to him and stuff like that. You actually got some pretty fucking cool backstory on each character and, um, you know, their actual, like, character background within the universe, well, like, the story and everything like that. I don't know if I missed something, but, I mean, just in lane, I feel like we got the backstories more for three of them. I didn't really learn a lot about group. You was just more the, you have to find the you, artifacts. You, for yeah, them. you have to find the well, artifacts. Yeah, you find that, but it's like... Them. When you do the stories, you learn more about Drax's dark past inside his mind, and then Gamora with yeah. how she's traumatized with the children. I mean, and then with Rocket, you Groot. learn more about how he's afraid you of water, and you build Groot. his confidence. Yeah, you get more about Groot than you do in the movies, for sure. But well, compared yeah. to the other characters in the games, you don't get quite as much. But I was still pretty happy. I think yeah. probably because you don't know much about Groot he's, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's also Universe. like... I, again, but yeah. Like, I mean, he only says, I am Groot. And it's like, there's only far you could probably... Kyle, I'm pretty sure that's intentional. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. intentional because of who Groot is on their team. I think like part of the joke of him being a tree, like trees have roots and shit. Like he is the grounded, like realized, actualized member of the team. He's the one on the team who doesn't really need... He's I also, really, he's I also really being... Fucking Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. No, ahead. no, please. I was no, just saying he's I, being I, I interpreted just, through. <laughs> he's he's being interpreted through one of the most surly characters in the game. Yeah. So why and, the and fuck? His best friend. Why the would, fuck would Ra- would Rocket want to give any more context yeah. as to what this man said? And as Rocket than, being Rocket, he. He's ultimately kind of taking advantage of the fact that nobody but him can understand yes, Groot. Absolutely, he, he to, traps he him into being his best to, friend. You know, well, kind of. I mean, Groot is Groot. He, you know, Rocket saved him or whatever. They, they are best friends. But at the end of the day, Rock and Groot understands everything the Rocket's doing. But at the end of the day, Groot can't just can't like communicate with everybody Fun's like out. Rocket can translate. So he, I love 100%. Dylan's out here like free Groot. <laughs> well, I'm like, it's just like you, you have this like. He's not a dumb. Imagine it, you have this like a foreign exchange student that comes to live with you. They can't speak any English, and then you're their only mode of translation between them and the world right around yeah. them and 
you're the only person who could tell people what the fuck they're saying. You get but to drive that, the narrative at that point. Like you get to. But don't like, act like Rocket doesn't respect Groot in his opinion. If fucking Groot didn't like what he what Rocket was translating, he does. He, he like, does. I am Groot. He he, he like, does, but he's very selective about what he conveys, no, and he yes, even portrays yes. that. He's like, you know, he basically said this, 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 and this is real oh, reductive. Yeah. It's real, like, and you know. And that's what I was saying. But like, that's what I'm saying. You can't. advantage of that. You can't develop like, a character like that Groot, when he's being interpreted. Is, is Groot understands everybody else. It's not like Rocket is translating for everybody else to Groot and from Groot to everybody else. Like, Groot understands everybody else and, like, gets what everybody else is saying. Rocket's just the only one that could say. And Rocket does respect Groot, but he just, like, you know, takes advantage of the fact that he's the only one that can translate for Groot. Yeah. Um, so... One other, like, broader topic that I want to talk about with everybody about this. The side characters and, like, the extra people. Like, this Mantis is the fucking Mantis. Fuck yeah, This dude. Mantis yeah. is Bay. She's sick. I love her. Her <laughs> personality shit. alone, dude. Just like... Dude, whisper some crazy, mystic, galactic <laughs> shit in my ear, you little fucking psychopath. I'm about it. Jesus. What can those, those antennas do? How much control do you have? I want to know. Dude, straight up. She was just so just fucking real and has this whole other like multiversal perspective than she does in the movies i'm hoping that like in guardians 3 or something maybe she kind of has an awakening and kind of turns into that that would be yes. sick right yeah. but like this version of mantis in the game hands down the best just constantly saying shit like how many times she's seen rocket die in other <laughs> universe just so casually and nonchalant yeah just so nonchalant about also, it like doesn't even care if it might hurt his feelings she's just so used to it also the fact the, she calls him little fuzzy just <laughs> like, the, the fucking lady that you go and sell Groot or rocket to oh, is buddy. the perfect oh, amount yeah. of Thick, bro. Like yeah. the perfect. I got, I, got one other, I got one other hot take on gaming in 2020. I want to understand how the bitch from Resident Evil 7 got all the press when there was a much hotter, much kidding? thicker, much bigger woman who came out in Just, the same year. Lady Hellbender, so, so later Hellbender, Lady Hellbender is thick, right? I think the whole big lady <laughs> yeah. step on me thing was because she was busty. That's the no. problem. Like Listen, that's you know uh, what I mean? not I'm not saying thick. I agree. I'm not saying <laughs> I agree. I just would if I could be smothered by something like that, that's how I want to go. <laughs> just in between just her thighs like a watermelon. You know, just like cracking a watermelon. Justin is literally yielding like the monsters did to her. Like a fucking walnut, you gigantous. I'm about it. That's crazy. The first time I saw that jumpsuit, I was like, what? The first thing I did, we were, we, like, Bree, Felicia, and Erica, and I were playing games one night, and I was like, you should look at this character. And then I just start posting pictures of Lady Hellbender in the Discord <laughs> chat. I'm like, she's so fucking thick. There's a point which the camera is, like, at a three-quarters angle behind her, and you can see her thighs and her ass and, like, how built she is. And I'm like, dear yeah. God. Dear yeah, God. And she's like, she stands like two feet over Drax. Or yeah. Like, you know, it, it's like. I like how he still doesn't think she's a giant, ass. though. No. He's, he's like, she's like, she's taller yeah, than him, but like, he's like, I thought she was a giant. 
And I was like, that's pretty fucking hilarious. Like, is she fucking not, dude? Like... I like the later line of dialogue where they're like, she's three Peter Quills high. And he's like, yeah, a quill and a half at best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, and the Hellbender was something else. The other goat character is definitely Cosmo. You need to play till you meet Cosmo. Oh, You're Cosmo? right there. Yeah, I'm going to keep. Like I said, I plan on finishing this game because I I actually really have been enjoying my time. There's a couple things that I think I have a little bit more perspective on just when it comes to the game because I played Japanese games a lot, right? Like there's a couple yeah. of like key takeaways that I had taken away from this and Eidos Montreal are the people that did the Deuce EX games, the Human Revolution and Mankind Divided, right? Deus Ex. Deus Ex, um, which is also really fucking cool, right? Because those are RPG style shoot 'em up games about you know future pseudo future, um, yeah. And the story extrapolates so much more than it needs to because it is like a fucking Japanese game, like Justin said. I super, super enjoy where they allow it to like ramble on and go to because people's yeah. people's issue with like JRPGs, right? Is because they're like 150 hours long and it's mostly dialogue, right? <laughs> right but like right. this game strikes a really, really nice balance of like giving Absolutely. me shit to listen to, giving me plus. All yeah. that shit on the screen when you're in a battle and it's like you're playing a fucking arcade game where Giving, it's just like constantly building up your meters and like fantastic, yeah. awesome, amazing. Like that just yeah. feels good when Give, you're fucking playing it. Giving me like, like meaningful, substantive side characters that are well-developed, yes. right? Mm-hmm. But you'll never play with them, right? Mm-hmm. But they're definitely, you know, pillars of, of the story as you're going along. Super fucking awesome. I think I may have kind of a controversial opinion here, but I don't really think that the battling is much fun um, when it comes to like, it it is very repetitive and it's very typecasted and you can tell when it's coming. Um, I do like the fact that you can kind of divert some of that based on the decisions you make in mission. Like there's a decision where you're on the derelict, um, like right as you meet the cult, right? And he puts Mm -hmm. the helmet on. And you have the option to talk to them or not. I have a feeling that that option would have dictated how easy or hard it was for me to get out of that place, which I chose to talk to them. I was like, hey, I'm I'm fucking Peter Quill and I'm looking for this person. And like, have you seen them? And they're like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, this is immediately a mistake. Yeah. And it puts it up on it puts it up on the screen. It's like the Guardians are unsure if it was good to talk to them. Uh, you know yeah. through the intercom and i was like ah oh, fuck like you know I, I, you're right like it probably was not good to do that but <laughs> like i think that it is a really really cool distillation of like a mass effect game right super yeah, super I mean, interesting distillation of those concepts great story man it's characters that we already know right so obviously we're already drawn to it and it's a new story which is something i love about when uh video games get an adaptation of a movie or a comic book that is in this case it was true to the comic book and deviated from the movie but i love that right it's characters that i already know and i'm getting a brand new story out of it um it's just it's it it just feels good because it, I just it doesn't matter that it's not like uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe canon to me. 
it it just matters that it's the characters they stay true to their fucking personalities and all of that shit and it was just it was a really good it manages game to play it was it was fun as fuck it, it manages awesome. to make a very small world feel very big too like, yeah practically because yeah. it's a real linear game like if you think it, about yeah. it you chop it up but it makes it feel real big um, absolutely it makes you feel like yeah. you have agency they really put you in the galactic scale you know yeah that's the yeah dude the fucking final battle when the dude starts chucking planets at you and shit. <laughs> yeah yeah dude yeah dude are you talking yeah. about like at uh, the end of the credits yeah like the post-credit when, battle yeah yeah i mean i'm down to spoil all of it this game came out like a year ago it came out in october not a year ago so, but it came out like also, six months ago i i just also brought up my vote for best dialogue, Adam fucking Warlock. Like yeah. every time that His, dude started going. It was all what I liked was that it was all like um alliteration. Like like, yeah. His main his main like when he was like in his like base form normal self. Yeah. Yeah, it was all just like alliteration. And it was just part. like is the his fucking... flicker gasting flickety fleck flick fluckety fluck fucking just like yeah. whatever. For reference because I don't know if you guys have got there yet, but just for reference, yeah, he would right before it. He every time he would start talking, he he'll start saying something and just continue to like use the same letter over and over and over again. But like he he uses the most Shakespearean language on top of it, so it's like, what droll demeanor have you? Disdain upon my yeah, yeah like yeah, like, just, just <laughs> ravaging and the, beast has spoiled on my face. Yeah, and like like whoever wrote this shit had to have lived inside a thesaurus for a while because like <laughs> dude. he'll he'll start going and you're like, how the fuck is this guy still talking? What's come happening? Up with it. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that was well, like I Star Lord that. dude trying to antagonize him. He's like, nobody talks like that. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love is when he turns into like his like ultimate form, right? Yes. Then it, it starts to get more poetic on top it of the starts alliteration. To just rhyme. Yeah, and <laughs> and then they they like they make a joke about it, like you said. He, Peter Quill says nobody talks like that, or like they make other like jokes like in between themselves throughout the battle and stuff too about how his I, speech has changed. It's fucking hilarious. I might be wrong, but I think the evil version like doesn't do the alliteration thing. It's just rhyming, so like a flip of the gimmick. Cause yeah, it I might be. I, 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 I just kind of, uh, for some reason, I felt like they just added to it. But you might be right. It might have just flipped from alliteration to rhyming and just like, which, which is was even, like it, genius. Yeah, yeah. And I'll also it, I'll, for you guys, I, like one of their most genius moments of writing throughout the entire story, which did have a lot of interesting like twists and layered pieces was when Rocket shoots him in the ass. <laughs> when he squares up with the priest and Rocket shoots him in the ass. Rocket, like, it's him and, like, the evil priest, Adam Warlock. They're both super powered. They square up for a super fight, and Rocket just shoots him, and, like, fucking... He look, everybody looks at Rocket, and he goes, whoops. <laughs> and, like, as the character, I'm sitting like, what the fuck was that all about, dude? He's on our side. <laughs> That's honestly totally true to form for, like, across the board like cinematic universe yeah game comics like it fits rocket's character it like doesn't make any sense it but it for you Oops. for both peter quill for everybody in the room and for you the player you're super fucking confused and then at the <laughs> end of this like level adam warlock gets kidnapped and rocket goes yeah i shot a tracker in his ass 
We'll find him. Right, right. <laughs> and you're yeah. like, oh, all right, fair enough, <laughs> dude. Sense, Good yeah. call. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely. That was, <laughs> that was hilarious. There were some things I'd also say I liked about the game was um, you had to think for a second of it's messing with your mind. Like, when you were going through those little caves, then you had to pick which oh, yeah, yeah, enemy yeah. you were going to fight. Like the fog but, or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> but you had to like not talk, and then mm-hmm. the fog would stop. Yeah, that yeah. was like I was like, okay, what if I just don't push anything this time? I was like, oh, oh shit! I was like, that's kind of cool. Right. It took me. It took. It took me to like the third time. time right. Yeah, and I was gonna say that twice. It took the first time and it did that enemy. Did the second time and I thought I chose like the the right answer and it did that enemy. So I was like, I'm not gonna fucking say anything. And, like, but the funny thing is, that could probably go on for fucking ever. <laughs> <laughs> you have to fucking Wait, look up the game. Guide could be a good XP farm. Yeah. It took me an embarrassing amount of time to figure out that was what was going on because I kept going yeah. into like the same arena again. And I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Yeah, You're like is the yeah, game yeah. broken? <laughs> Another one of those kind of moments. I, 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 I was fucking... doing the same thing too, though, because I was like, "Holy shit!" I was like, "Okay, maybe it's gonna get to the uh, cutscene by now." If I keep... <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna do anything." I was like, "I'm just gonna shut up." I'm sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> Another one of those type of moments that I thought was really funny. It was like the game can literally end like at the half fucking waypoint if you don't make the right decision. Yes, I thought I beat the game with the part with the you were back with your mom. Yes, I was yeah. like, I was wait, like, I was so confused because I missed the decision thing. Like I had walked to get a glass of water real quick, like in the cutscene or something like that. See, so I like missed the whole decision thing, and I came back, and then the game just fucking ended. I was like, what the fuck? That, that <laughs> like, and then it gives first you a decision again in the game. My first bug happened in that game. There was no button to push to tell you what to do. Like, I kept trying, like, I would try and push her off, but it wouldn't let me shoot her. Like, the triggers wouldn't work. Oh, shit. So it would just yeah. keep going repetitive of yeah. uh, embracing the hug. And yeah. so I had to restart my game for it to finally work. I think it does that to you the first time, no matter what. Because I tried to push her off, and she just would not fuck off. She was Yeah, like, it happened to me uh, once, too. No, it happened like four Weird. times. But I, I mean, thought I was like, yeah, I pushed her off a bunch of times, but the bitch just kept coming. Yeah. Weird. Stop. That's really weird. Maybe it is then. Maybe it does do that, which is kind of awkward because that's a lot of wasting time would, to be yeah, honest. Would, if they do, like, it was also, like a fucking Terminator. They... I was like, please quit. And she was like, I'm getting this hug. I was like, why oh, would gosh. they like roll credits if you like made the wrong dis- Like, I don't know. It just kind of seemed like if that's the case, it kind of seems like a weird choice to me to do it that way like they force you into like an early credit roll just to be like yeah let me do it again and then make the right decision again and it goes to play the game and i was just like holy shit i was like i'm way past that credit scene now i just thought it was Cause funny because i totally oh, missed the yeah. decision thing and i was like what the fuck just happened and then it gave me the choice to go back. I was like, okay. I did it again, and I obviously declined or the, the whatever, did the right thing, and it just kept going. And I was like, I just completely missed that fucking decision the first time around. Dude, on the topic of decisions, the matriarch and her entire storyline, Nikki's, like, that was a very, I, th- I feel Dude, like there are many was- layered twists around that were well done. Yeah, yeah, that was sick. I, uh, honestly, I was completely convinced, I don't know, 
So we, yeah, I'm gonna, we've already been doing spoilers. Yeah. I was yeah. mostly concerned about spoilers for people who haven't finished the game that are like on the call or on the fucking podcast. They're, they're gonna go back to but playing like, Elden Ring. These people aren't yeah. finishing this game. Don't no, worry. still finish the fucking game though. This game is sick. Elden so, Ring. For a while, I was totally convinced that she was my fucking daughter. You know, it's so insane, it, like, dude. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it, yeah, it totally got me too, man. Like I, that was cool. They did a really good. Kind of had a feeling that she wasn't going to be. Well, I was I hoping it was Thanos' kid. I thought for like a little while or something, but then like, I don't know. I can't remember exactly, but some shit kind of added up and it was just like, damn, this might be my fucking kid. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I thought it was really weird Whoa. that like the first part where they're like, hey, this might be your daughter and they totally just go right past it and they don't talk about it for right. the next like five chapters. I, th- I was like, probably what made me think I was like, the Wait, other thing is she too come is, back and actually be my fucking daughter. There's like, <laughs> like a garbled transmission that happens too, but right before you get to the, um, the the cop ship, right? Because I can't remember what the fuck it's called. But the police ship and it's empty, it's derelict. There's a transmission that happens where the daughter, well, who you think is the daughter, right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps saying something like "dad," like she keeps. You know, she like, keeps it, it like heavily, heavily alludes yes. to the fact that she is calling you dad. Yeah, refer, like something like that. Yeah, I know yeah, it's definitely about. not like uh, you know. I was immediately under that impression, especially yeah when you and her and her mom are talking, right? And yeah, you're you're like defending her. And well, I'm like, man, are they going to tell me now? Like, that they, I think they did a good job of it because I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel, but growing up in this massive media culture that we have grown up in as millennials, I pretty much am always expecting the twist. Right. Yeah. And I'm always looking for it. I'm always like, that's probably going to come back later or like, you know, something like that. And like I said, I was pretty much fucking convinced up until like they came to the twist in the game that she wasn't that she wasn't my daughter, that she was my fucking daughter. So yeah. like, yeah, they did a really good fucking job of it. The other thing that he does, too, is that Peter Quill is talking to the mom. Right. And he's mm-hmm. like, it kind of lines up with the time that we were together. We banged right? that, that she, time. That she's that old, right. right? So, like, there's a bunch of that. Like, but she doesn't like hard deny. Twelve years ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were gonna die. Is this our? Death I don't death? remember where it Insemination suit down there. If you know what I mean. That's right. I'm like, you know, is it even that implies that there's like anatomical similarity? And like that's real oh. convenient, right? Like, what yeah. if it has teeth? Honestly, like oh, you know, yeah. like you don't that's know. That's I've always thought like, about. Like when like humans are having sex with alien races and like movies or video games or whatever. I'm like, how did you fucking know this shit was gonna work out in your favor, man? That could have been a paper shredder. For uh, all you know. exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually its mouth, and it has really sharp teeth, <laughs> right? Like, all you gotta I, do is touch them on the left pointer finger knuckle, and they're pregnant. Rick, so, Rick and Morty, and like future. I'm gonna do a good job of that. Talking about how like <laughs> Kiff gets pregnant when he holds the ungloved hand or whatever. Like, <laughs> like that's what makes me laugh. But is a is a good game. We're we're at about an hour here, so I don't know if everybody wants to wrap up. But I mean, I could probably keep talking. Let's fucking do it then. Hell yeah, dude. Were there any uh, like bugs that you guys experienced that you want to yeah, talk about? Like the biggest, I heard a couple of them from like Kyle. I don't know if I heard too many from Johnny, but I think Johnny had a couple to say. Yeah, I just one. had a couple soft locks. Uh, the one, the one with Gamora when she was going off to cut his arm off. Uh, the first one was on the ship. Well, 
on the police ship when you're escaping, when you're shooting those little cufflink things off, those uh, magnetic cufflinks. Yeah. Um, the cufflinks were red, but I couldn't shoot them. Like, I couldn't target them. And I didn't know why. It took yeah, me like yeah. 20 minutes to just reset Figure it. Out that it was a bug, yeah. Yeah. And then just a lot of, a lot of, not a lot, I guess couple cut scenes where the dialogue just didn't happen. I could read the subtitles for it, but there was just no just, talking. And then just silent. just silent. And then Peter Quill yeah. would start talking and say, don't argue or something like that. <laughs> it's like, shut up. What yeah. What fucking mean? <laughs> Damn, should have no, bought a yeah, serious so ass, bro. I didn't have I mentioned, any uh, Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned the, the like dialogue bug earlier where like sometimes they would continue like the one-on-one -on -one dialogue or the group dialogue into a cutscene or something like that. Another one that I thought was really weird, and it caught me off guard the first time it happened because uh, I think it had happened right after I kind of started changing skins on people, is that it didn't carry over skins into cutscenes, and I thought that was very fucking strange because other games do that seamlessly. But then, as I got further yeah. on, and other cutscenes happened, it did carry skins over. Yeah. So there were like a couple cutscenes where, I like, that for some reason, it reverted back to the default skins instead of keeping the skins that I had. But there were there were some cutscenes where they, they they were consistent. It kept the the, the personalized skins or whatever that I put on the character. So I thought that was just a little bit weird. <laughs> Um, I didn't really run into too many bugs though. I don't. I didn't have any like game crashes really, or like soft locks. I don't really think I never had to reset my game. I had one soft lock where um, you just get off of the lady. What was it? Hellbender, um, mission and rockets pissed off at you, and you go talk to him at the bench, right? Yeah. And I talked to him, and then I directly went into the up upgrade portion right because it gives you the yeah, option yeah, to go yeah. do that and then it locked me out so like it, it was oh, still shit. the game was still working like rocket's head was bobbing and like all that kind of shit but i couldn't exit the modifications menu with escape mm. like it wouldn't allow me to escape out of it at all so there yeah was it did that for a dialogue option for me too like uh i there was a dialogue option that popped up and then I walked into a cutscene and then came out of it and the dialogue option was still up there and I couldn't press like X, A, or B. Oh, weird. Well, I had one where you had to enter in the key on the keypad. Um, I wouldn't, it wouldn't let me exit out of it. Like, it wouldn't oh, even let when me... You're like, um, when you're like trying to get through like the security clearances like at the very beginning of the game. Yeah. It, it like completely froze up on me there. Weird. And then I kind of had the same kind of audio stuff too, where sometimes certain spots would overlap each other's voices in cutscene. Interesting. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Someone else. You guys ever have any like background combat stuff too? Like, they would sometimes talk like in their combat voice while a cutscene was going. So, like, when they're like fighting, they would say something randomly while they're in combat. And then next thing you know, when the cutscene was happening, you would hear, like, rock in the background screaming or something. Oh, we're not. No, that didn't happen. So. Yeah, that happened to me a few times, especially fighting Fin Fang Foom. Dude, I just love that fucking name, Fin Fang Foom. And also just hearing Drax say it every we time. We should fight Fin Fang Foom. Just the way he says it, just so, like, enunciated. And just every time he's just praising Fing, fang, boom. Just fucking love that. <laughs> 
I love that too, but I honestly hated that fight. It was a long, it was a bit annoying. It was easy. I could have dealt with a lot more staggers and like Gamora and Drax and Groot couldn't even fucking do any of their special abilities. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it just rely on Rocket. One thing that I, I thought was really annoying, I don't necessarily need or love like hand holding in a game, right? Especially if you're playing on anything above like the basic like uh, difficulty level. But on some of the quick time events, I could have used a little bit of fucking direction. A heads up or something. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. like just like it does how it how it like pauses or slows down time to like give you like a info on an enemy or something like that, like mid fight. Should have done that with a couple of the quick times. Or you know, like, like vibrate the controller before a quick time event comes right. up. Yes. Just like, Did you guys like scan the, stuff? The, I've never seen a quick time event like the one they had, which I liked. It's cool. It's always cool getting like new quick time mechanics and stuff like that, where you kind of have to push the joysticks in on their direct line to the center yeah. and push a button or something. I like that quick time event, but the annoying fucking thing was is the first time that comes up, you fall into like that pit of red goo or whatever the fuck it is. And it's a whole cut scene that happens, and then like immediately after that, it's the quick time event. If you fucking fail that quick time event, you have to go through the whole fucking cutscene all over again. Yep. And I don't know, maybe it's better for some of you guys with newer consoles, but like loading times for like respawning or getting back into the game after a death or failing a quick time or something like that, the loading time alone was like decently long. And then you have to rewatch the fucking cutscene after like a minute and a half fucking loading time. It's like, man, what the fuck? This is ridiculous. It's crazy a... to have to rewatch a cutscene, but I know literally exactly the part you're talking about because yeah, I yeah. Stop after like the second or third time and fucking Google how to figure out that quick time event. Yeah. Because I yeah. could not figure that out based on there's shit on the screen. There, like, there's just no direction. Like, first yeah. of all, I'm pretty sure that's like an original fucking mechanic. Like, no, but <laughs> no other game was on a quick time event like that. So you can't expect me to know what the fuck to do and then you give me like zero direction on how to actually do it and then put it right before a cutscene and not even um, put me right back into the fucking gameplay have to go back to the beginning of the cutscene like yeah that was on that mouse was and keyboard for the one where you fall into the red jelly right yeah. and you get the ice gun there's it's actually a quick time event that i've never seen because it's split into two pieces so you're having to hold a button as well as move the mouse up to the target Right, right. <laughs> super weird. I I actually yeah. had to continually redo that, and one of the problems is, is that like on my keyboard that I use for gaming, it's not a hundred percent keyboard, so it doesn't have the up, down, left, and right, um, oh, like arrows. The number pad and shit. And that's yeah. the first time it had came up with a number like a with a up, down, left, or right <laughs> arrow, right? So I'm like trying to figure out like what the fuck to do. You'd think that would default to WSD. I'm like, I'm like, luckily, luckily both of my keyboards are plugged in to where I can like switch them in between what I'm using, right? Yeah. So I have a larger full-size keyboard that I'm like over here like this and I'm staring at the screen like this trying to do this quick Dude, time it's event. weird that like it like, doesn't just like for the arrow keys that it doesn't just like it's, use wasd as the equivalent keys no sir I mean? none like, of it made any that's, sense that's fucking strange but yeah. i've actually never seen a cutscene where other than in like a man of medan maybe where it, requ it required me to do two separate functions at the same time I like that. I it's like cool. it because on controller, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've played any of it on controller 
Um, but on right. controller, what it does is it basically shows like an inner circle and an outer circle. And on the outer circle, you have your two joysticks. It tells you like LS or RS, and then it has a direct line into the middle circle. And you have to like follow that direct vector on the joysticks to get the things into the circle. Otherwise, they just like rotate around the circle. That's right? what makes See, it, that makes a lot of sense why it was split between yeah. two functions on the keyboard. Yeah. So you like, have to follow that vector to the middle, and then once you get there, it gives you a button to press, a random button, like LB, RBX, whatever it may be. And and so I did like it because, again, it's an original QuickTime event. It's nothing I'd never seen before. I just wish they gave me a little fucking direction on it so I didn't have to rewatch a fucking cutscene and go through a minute and a half loading and basically and basically wait three minutes in between attempts on this one fucking QuickTime event. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy. Or if you're going to have something like that that's vastly different, from the rest of the quick time events in the game, give me more time to do it. Right. Yeah. Like give me yeah. a little extra time. Yeah. Like on the first time, on the, first, yeah. all the time, you know, or something like that. <laughs> like let me try to figure it out before just making me go through another three minutes of loading and cutscene. But, um, yeah, dude, honestly, this fucking game was awesome. I loved this game. Yes. Um, I was... It took me a minute to get over a couple of the character models. Drax was one. Star-Lord, I thought I would have the hardest time getting over because he just looks like fucking Jake Paul or whatever. But, like, honestly, didn't even take me that long to get over fucking Star-Lord. I was pretty much right into the game within, like, 10 or 15 minutes. Like, it didn't take long for me to get used to that. Um, one thing I thought was really fucking weird, though, so, like, the very first scene of the game when you're, like, little kid Star-Lord, maybe it's not the first... Is that that's the opening scene, right? Where you're like little kid Star Lord on the room, bed. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh that was cool. You kind of get to go around, look at all the little different like things in his room and stuff like that. What I thought was really weird was like the hand mechanic, right? When you pick something up and you rotate it, yeah. they tried to make it too realistic and just didn't quite get there. Like with like the fingers, it would like really put these fingers in a weird fucking position when you were trying to rotate something in your hand. It just didn't fucking look right. It was weird as hell. Also, what pissed me off was when I picked up the Rubik's Cube, I couldn't turn the fucking sides because I wanted to solve that bitch. <laughs> I knew you Dude already had one side try. completed. I couldn't even complete the fucking cube, man. I wanted to fucking <laughs> do that shit. I thought that'd be an achievement or something. But, <laughs> um, on achievements, this is one of the last things I do have to say. Did anybody else notice that the fridge on the fucking ship was just constantly yeah. like, hanging open? Yeah. Well, I was surprised did, did you I see they made a, a conversation about that? that? I don't think I got the conversation, which is weird because I closed that thing like 30 times. He, he on the second time is like, guys, remember to close the refrigerator oh. door. Like he yells yeah. at everybody on the ship. Dylan, don't act machine. like you know what the conversation is. You don't know the, what the conversation I was like, is. I was like, I was like, what I got was when they were like, you closed that? I, I always closed it. <laughs> Yeah, so there's, a part where the whole, there's a part where the whole team is in that room, and if you walk up and close it, Drax goes, you closed the refrigerator. And, like, literally everybody on the team is like, I thought I was the only one who ever did that. <laughs> it's weird to me that that wasn't, like, just some random, like, five gamer score achievement or something. Like, you closed the fucking refrigerator 15 times. Like, I thought for yeah. sure that was going to fucking be one, just a random achievement or something like that. <laughs> right. I never got those it. Random I, I checked that after the fact, and I don't think there was even an achievement when I checked after the fact on, like, my game progress. I don't think there's even an achievement for it, which is like, it's funny that it's in there and it creates some funny dialogue, but I thought it would just keep, I for sure was thinking it would be an it. achievement. <laughs> you what? I'm mad I couldn't fix it. 
like fix yeah. the refrigerator. Like after the fourth, it, I thought it would fifth, fix seventh time. It'd be like fix refrigerator or something. Got like. a fucking <laughs> raccoon right here who can rocket. Can you well, fix this? Uh, engineer anything. <laughs> I also thought was I thought there was a dialogue for with Mantis who saying like that fridge is never fixed. Like I think <laughs> she says in all the I different universes, she said like no, that fridge is never going to be fixed. Honestly, we uh we don't need to go back into Mantis for twenty minutes, but I do want to say Mantis is hands down one of the best parts of this fucking game. If we didn't make that clear in like the couple minutes we talked about it, she's fucking awesome. Yeah, she's that's what Cosmo was though, because Dude, he was Cosmo always saying like how well. he was a good boy while he's trying to catch yeah, the ball while exactly. trying to experience with the guardians. <laughs> And dude, I love how you just wake up in like a cage full of like little puppies and like little spacesuits. And it's just like, what do you guys do? Where did also, you know, I fucking like, I think too hard about shit sometimes. So I was like, where did they get all these puppy spacesuits? Because Cosmo came alone to space. Where did they, like... That's what I thought about that too. Did he find a space like bitch up there to like, yeah. he's, like banging one out? He's like, who want puppies? Someday we'll we take them to puppies. the motherland. They will be good boys and girls. Yeah. Well, it's good boy. <laughs> he's like sitting at a, he's like at that little bar one day and he just looks across and he sees some like golden trees and he's like <laughs> bow, 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 bow. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely fucked a dog alien and we all know it <laughs> but that's not relevant what's relevant is we're about that's to take a whole our break other right, podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna take our break here um, but before we do, we're going to do our honest, quick little review, buy or not. Uh, let's give it a out of 10 score, too. You know, sure. one or zero to 10. What's your rating of the game? Would you buy it? Would you hey, recommend it? Can we do give one to, to five, like X play? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do one to five. All right. So, uh, Bree, you haven't finished it yet, but so far, what do you think? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, even for like a shooter game, like they can get pretty dull pretty quick, but uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. And it, uh, it was really easy to get, like, as far as you do. Um, True. One to five. It, What's your rating so far? I, I'd probably give it a five, honestly. It, yeah. was, it was pretty good. I liked it a lot. Nice. Would you recommend it to a friend? Absolutely, yeah. If there was... Well, there is replayability. I'm pretty sure there's New Game, new game Plus to it. But um, would you buy this game? I would, yeah. I would probably play, pay full price for it. Hell yeah. Awesome. Johnny, what do you think? Yeah, I'd do a solid like 4.5 for sure. Um, yeah. yeah, definitely dialogue was great. Fucking the bugs were kind of the... We said 1 through 5. Yeah, that's a, that's a rating 4. too. 4.5 is 1 through 10. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Technically all the middle decimals. I didn't give you 9 for a reason, motherfucker. <laughs> I will say we will take half decimal points, but nothing to a tenth decimal point. Okay, right, four point five or full number. No, four point one two out of five stars. Uh, no, the, the bugs were kind of annoying, but not enough to like basically break the game. It wasn't. Put you it off didn't. To it, you know? Yeah, it didn't make me not want to play it. Um, all the games that came out this month did, but other than that. Um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely would buy a f- full price for this. Just the the little bugs they can fix later on too. You True. know, everything's online, so easy fix. Hell yeah, Justin. I would definitely buy this. It's a solid four out of five for me because I'm not a coward. 
Uh, Kyle, what'd you say? I was actually going to say four out of five. Why a four? Why'd you deduct a point? Um, there were some parts where this part of the story felt a little bit too long for me. So I kind of got like my little board spots in like space missions. I didn't like space missions at all. Like when I got a fly, I didn't enjoy that. Okay. Yeah. Huge plus to both of those. Yeah, there was like a couple small things that made it not like a ground. Like Elden Ring is a five out of five. I was playing the fuck out of this because I really enjoyed it and wanted to finish it before we recorded this. But I was also trying to get back to playing Elden Ring. Yeah, I agree. Just there was times where I really wanted to go back to Elden Ring, but there was parts where when I was playing the story, I was like, "Well, I kind of don't want to go to Elden Ring right now because I want to keep playing this because there's some good spots." Yeah, Dylan, one out of five. Okay. This is the worst JRPG I've ever played. Irrelevant opinion. This is the this is <laughs> the worst JRPG Dylan's ever played. There's not Dylan enough dialogue like options. More. Yeah, I think I like the Avengers um, game more. <laughs> I didn't even play it, but I guarantee I like it more. So I actually, I think for considering what it is and like what it's trying to be, it's a five out of five. I think the only thing that would maybe push me down a point is the combat mechanic. If they came up with, you know, a couple of like quality of life things for the combat i would be like yeah i'd be i'd be all right with that like we didn't talk too much about it but the combat mechanics as far as peter quill is concerned are fairly limited at least until you can unlock some different elemental like options to your gun right he gets a bunch of punch there's one button for punch and you can chain together some combos which gives you some different moves other than that it's punch and it's shoot yeah. Well, I yeah. I, yeah. You know, and I don't think But that, that doesn't the, necessarily take away from it given well, the team mechanic. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think that even the shoot was was very good, you know, in that in that respect. I think it's a it's a laser gun, you know, so there's not a whole lot you can do, but um <laughs> yeah. if we had all had, you know, think about like Mass Effect in that regard, the gunplay mechanic in Mass Effect was a lot of fun and it didn't yeah. have a lot of like variation, but you can like Allow me to change his weapon into something else. Like would yeah, have been interesting. Of, that would have been like, cool. Instead of right? transforming just elements, like, transform better, the actual gun. Better than elements, give me a fucking shotgun or like something. <laughs> you know, yeah, like make it in the weapon modes. Yeah, yeah. Give me a few weapon modes and like take the elements out of it because I think that they were kind of a campy way of like breaking someone's poise. Right, like they had the meter underneath their health that was the. Uh, the stagger meter like yeah. i would agree with dylan on that because like, there's an ult with rocket where he makes a giant gun and it makes it look like you're shooting little nerf guns yeah so there you know that just doesn't seem to be a lot of like variation in that combat i think that this game uh makes a really strong case for another one like i think it yeah, makes absolutely. a very strong case for guardians of the galaxy 2 and we yep. may see some better combat out of that. And I will play through this one and I will play through another one gladly. Like, you know, it's oh, not yeah. something that, so I'm comfortable with giving it like a five out of five because of what it is. And when it came out and, Hell yeah. you know, like the story's fucking awesome and the characters are Would great. you, uh, would you pay for it? Would you recommend it? I would. I, I, I wouldn't pay full price for this game. What? I think, I think I would wait for like a sale like a $40 sale, you know, on, on this. I don't okay. think I'd pay full price on it. I would pay more than indie price. 
Sure. For this. So uh, that, I mean, it speaks that you'd say you'd, you'd pay like forty bucks and not wait like five years yeah. until it's what like twenty, fifteen, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'd pay forty, forty-five, okay. even closer to fifty right. for like a deluxe edition of the game. Like, okay. Yeah. I would but, say thank you, Game Pass, because I probably yes, would never really. have bought this game in the first place when You're I saw. I would have. I would have bought it just because I needed the redemption off of fucking Avengers, right? But like, Games Pass. I wouldn't have been the I best have been deal. Disappointed. Dude, and 100%, the fact that this came on Games Pass, it wasn't a day one, but dude, it came out, what, like two, three, or four months maybe after it released? And for like a, you know, a AAA title, that's pretty fucking good to get for free, or not for free, you're paying 15 bucks a month, but you get it, you know, along with everything else, right? To just be able to play this off of the thing you passively pay for every month anyways, fucking hell of a deal, man. Microsoft Games Pass, the best deal in gaming since <laughs> sliced bread. <laughs> Right, like this. Right. This is the shit. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> give me fucking money. Give I want money. <laughs> or just give us all free games pass. That'd be awesome. Thank you, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. I would be cool with that. <laughs> just like stop talking about us. You. I just get, get a gift card every month. I just get like a fucking. an envelope in the mail with like poorly scribbled like names on there and then it's just got these little cards in there for games pass ultimate right and Fuck like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> guys i have eight years of game pass yeah. <laughs> you got 350 years of game pass what the hell you need that for <laughs> no um yeah, dude, 100% agree with pretty much everybody here. I'd give it a 5 out of 5, man. I mean, it's not a perfect game. You know, we heard about a couple of the bugs that are in it, but ultimately, as everybody else said, they are not game-breaking. They do not turn you off to the game. The The story really brings you back to it. Um, the character development, everything like that is awesome. They really stay true to what you know and love about the Guardians, even if you've never read the comics. Um, I, I, It was an awesome game, and I really do feel... Like I got my redemption off this fucking game. So five out of five for me. I definitely would have bought it. Um, and uh, we didn't really touch on it too much. I said it a little bit, but there is new game plus on this. So there is some replayability to it. You could explore the different decisions, see how they expect this or affect the story, stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I uh, I definitely would buy it. And if it ever goes off Game Pass and ever if they don't ever come out with a second one, I... May buy it in the future just to you know get my little Guardians video game fix again. Who knows? But um, with that, um, we're about to take our break here. I will say I don't think you really need to. This is a AAA title that just came out a few months ago, so it is sixty bucks on the Xbox Game Store. You can buy a deluxe edition, which comes with a couple extra skins and stuff like that, for uh, seventy bucks on the Game Store. But um, yeah. That's it for the first half here, guys. Dylan will serenade us with some of his beautiful trap music, and we will come right back to you with the second half of our podcast very shortly. Stick with us. It doesn't work like that. Maybe not. But it's the only thing I know how to do when I got to do something. Around and reach my full potential. Now I'm fussing. You could think I'm nothing special, but this life I live's a blessing. I pick up the pencil, speak my mind, and write my message. I don't sleep, I never settle. I'ma be a living legend. I lost my mind, but I'm fine now. I'm flexed up. I'm on my grind. How I shine, leave you blind. I lost my mind, but I'm fine now. I'm flexed up. I'm on my grind. I shine, leave you blind, yeah. I'm feeling better, 
but my life is so depressing. I'm going to keep applying pressure. Yeah, I think Woo! I need depression. Welcome back, everybody. Here we are, second half of the podcast. You know how we do things. In the second half, we're going to be going over our topics of discussion in the gaming industry about games, about games, and about games. It's about games in this fucking second half. All over the board, all across the board. First topic of the evening is my topic, and it's very relevant at the moment. We will see what everybody thinks about Fortnite removing building or adding a zero build mode, uh, rather. Um, so I don't know if it was like a week ago at this point. Maybe it was two weeks. Um, doesn't really matter. It'll be well beyond that by the time the podcast gets out. But Fortnite completely removed building from their game, uh, from their from their game um, for like a, a week, week and a half, something like that. Um, they did bring it back, but they've now added uh, zero build as a permanent game mode for Fortnite. What do you guys think about it? Um, Teenagers, I mean, I, fucking beware because now I can go. I can compete, dude. Fuck yes, you. that's what I was thinking. It was yeah. a, <laughs> fucking such a smart move. Yes. Um, part of me says like they should have done this from the start, but the other part of me is like, if they did it from the start then they wouldn't have this niche of like professional gaming that they have, right? That drives professional gaming competitions, professional just gamers in general into Fortnite that are just god mode on fucking building, right? They can crank 90s up to the top of the World Trade Center in 5.3 seconds flat. You know what I mean? Like they would wouldn't have that god tier of like skill i guess that like exists now if they didn't start out with it but now that they've removed it man you've just like opened the floodgates to every modern warfare PUBG, all of these freaking uh, battle royale players that have been turned off to fortnite because of the building mechanic they're not going to flood it and just pump up the game even more and i think so, it was fucking genius. yeah but i i feel like there's so many more mechanics to it now because there's like the trampolines where you can jump up in the like fly off too. Yeah, we've that, like, always had these crazy mechanics. You know? Yeah, true, true. Um, I thought it was gonna be more like PUBG now, but just with those mechanics, still, it's gonna, it's still gonna be different than PUBG. No, hundred percent. It's 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 still one hundred. It's way different from any other game out there. But I think that's what makes it cool, right? Is because yeah, PUBG, yeah. when you're on this map, your only form of uh freaking transportation or mobility is getting a car i don't even do they have fucking cars in PUBG. i've actually never played PUBG. yeah they do so they, they do. do so yeah your only form of mobility is fucking car right it's uh, something i've always loved about fortnite is all the different types of mobility you can have you got the peppers that make you fucking run fast you got jump pads you got water you can swim in and make you go faster if you're going in the right direction you got you know all of these different things isn't there like um, shopping carts too yeah, when they yeah, that was early on. I don't know if they're still in the game, but yeah, dude, shopping carts. You could literally ride a fucking shopping cart around like a scooter or like hop in and you know, ride around on it. So, I think that's something that's really always kind of put uh, Fortnite apart from other games besides the building. The building was literally like all you had to mention was Fortnite and it was like, yeah, that's not like any other fucking game, right? At this point, yeah. with the zero build mode. I mean, I think it was so smart because I'm seeing all these other streamers that uh, really tried to get into Fortnite and, you know, they were into Fortnite for a while, but they could just like, there came a point, right, where Fortnite was building and building and building and all these pro streamers were doing it and they were getting the building down. But then there came a tipping point where it was like, you either are God tier at building or you're trash at building. 
and the divide was massive. And if you couldn't build, you were basically fucked, especially if you're playing fucking ranked mode. Like, if you couldn't build and you're trying to play ranked, good fucking luck, man. You better be able to at least build a box around your ass because you're fucked. (laughs) Like, if you have no ability to to do anything with it. Uh, Removing building, I mean, it just... it. It removes that factor of just being able to be put into a maze by somebody instantly and not being able to fucking get out, right? Like, God forbid you've been playing Fortnite for a month and you go up against a god-tier player who doesn't shotgun you instantly and is just toying with you with their fucking builds and you're trying to pickaxe your way out or some shit and then they just come in, edit from behind, and shock on your ass. (laughs) Like... People would let, like people just toy with you with the building because it's fun for them because they're god tier and you don't know what the fuck you're doing right so yeah I think that there's some like historical context involved right when Fortnite came out it was after PUBG right yep. so there had to be also the like Fortnite came out in conjunction with the Save the World mode or whatever because right, that was yep. built first. Like that was ultimately, yes. So save the world was the first entry in that. Right. So it was like they diverted all development efforts after PUBG came out to developing a battle Royale with the game that they had made. Right. So one of the things that I think this has done is it's opened it up to a wider audience, which is great. I think that it definitely deserves to be a mode and not the rule. Right, because there are people who enjoy sure. the building mechanic, and like you said, there's a pro scene around that too, yeah. which you know benefits from that. But I ultimately think that like the we play a lot of Fortnite, like Bree, Erica, myself, Felicia, we play quite a bit, and I have always we won because like we're tactically savvy and like good shooters right like that's right. We have like the communication with our team yeah, yeah and we yeah. and, and, and brie and i can fucking shoot like that's that that's like bar none what it comes down to every time and even if you have a building team like we can generally shoot our way out of that like yeah. there's no yeah. there's no issue with that but um you know having a a mode that takes the building out entirely is something that's more attractive to me for sure, one hundred percent. I would be more yeah. willing to interact with that. Um, yeah, because I think it makes it. It's kind of like a hardcore mode, you know. Of well, of and like I was saying, dude, like uh, Tim the Tapman, and you know, people on that level that do like exclusively like fucking Warzone and Apex and all these other fucking uh, battle royale stuff. They're coming back to Fortnite now, and they're like, I'm a fucking god. Like, these guys can build, but not anymore. Can you shoot? Nope. Just fucking, like, you know, having a blast with it and just really kind of, like, seeing, like, yeah, you uh, really relied on your building quite a lot to fucking save your ass, but you're not that great of a fucking shooter at the end of the day, right? So I think it's great for people who enjoy Battle Royales and didn't want to start from ground zero trying to become a build master or a build god to compete with some of these guys but i think it's also great i thought it was cool that they just completely removed it from the game for like a week right because it kind of gave the hardcore players that really rely on their building a different perspective and an opportunity to be like oh shit i really gotta focus on my shooting a little bit more and stuff like that too right so 
it really kind of made everybody focus more on like the shooting and like getting good at like actually being skilled with uh, the weapons and the like, gun mechanic and relying Fortnite. on the building. Like the the shooting mechanic in Fortnite is actually pretty good. Like yeah, when it comes yeah, to yeah. like PUBG is better a hundred percent. Like if you're looking for realistic shooting, I've never right? played PUBG. So PUBG comes from a game called Arma. Right, and Arma is a military simulator to the T, right? Like it is a bullet drop on sniper rifles that you're working with, like the Coriolis effect, but it's a one-hit kill, like, like that kind of shit, right? Kind of like, like Battlefield in a battle royale sense, without the it's Battlefield on hardcore. Like if okay. you if you play Battlefield on hardcore, where it is like generally life-threatening every encounter that you come into, like there's sure. and it was a PUBG was a um, mod to that game originally oh, at first, wow. and then it split off right on its own. That's cool. I didn't know um, that. That's awesome. And the man who made the mod made a game company around it, which is incredible. Like I don't think anybody's ever really put a lot of thought into that. But yeah, um, the gun mechanic in Fortnite is actually pretty fun. It's not super realistic, but it's a lot of fun to interact with, and the shooting is very good. Like I, oh yeah, I wouldn't have played as much of it as I did if it wasn't a good, you know. I think Apex. Have you played Apex at all? Yeah, I played a little. I bit think I feel like that gun mechanic is a little better because it comes from the people who did Titanfall, right? Right. Dude, so I'm like Apex the slide feels the slide so feels smooth. better, the movement yeah. feels better, the gun mechanic feels better. But I always find myself coming back to Fortnite with the group uh, for seasons. And challenges and battle passes. Dude, I mean, so. Fortnite, despite me being trash at building, right? And, you know, obviously, like, like that stems a lot from... Okay, I'm not trying to pump myself up here. Because I, I still probably would be trash at building if I played on PC. But uh, the building mechanics on controller versus on, like, mouse and keyboard, that, that gap is crazy right like you can just build so much yeah you can build so much easier like the mapping and everything with your keyboard it it just it it becomes insane which is where all these fortnite pros are playing on like i feel like a very small handful maybe play on controller but the majority playing on mouse and keyboard and that's why they're such fucking building gods um and so yeah dude i just feel like it uh it really kind of brings Battle Royale back to its roots. I think Fortnite, I think it's good that they added building back in, right? Because that's what Fortnite was, you know, it was built on the building mechanic, right? That, that's kind of what drew people into it at first. That's what drew me into it, even on controller, right? But ultimately, like, I I, I, I just, I think it was such a smart move. And to add it as a permanent game mode, I think it's awesome. Kyle, what are you playing? I'm actually looking at Fortnite. You playing Fortnite? No, I was thinking about downloading it, especially now that there's not building because I never wanted yeah, to play dude. it. That was the thing. I was never good at building, but I always came in for new seasons. That's where I was going with that. I kind of lost my train of thought there, so I kind of defaulted. But I would always come back. Even though I wasn't great at building, I would always come back for new seasons just because the story they kind of built around the lore of the game and everything, it was always satisfying to see like the new intro to a new season and see like what was coming in, what was going to be new. Like Fortnite has always done a really, really fucking good job with their like uh season premieres and uh, let alone the events they do, like the end game concerts and shit like that shit's sick. Right. So like, I would always kind of find myself coming back to Fortnite for stuff like that. Um, even though I wasn't even really ever that good at the game. Um, especially as far as building is concerned. Yeah, I think that 
I always had kind of written off Fortnite um, for a long time because I thought it was kind of campy and, you know, yeah, little kids thing because it was like, yeah. you know, I'm like, who wants to watch fucking Marshmallow in a digital concert, you know, on, on, a, on a video game? A big but, download either. But, you know, what's funny is that, like, now that I've interacted with the ecosystem, I'm like, I can appreciate it for what it is, like, culturally. Yeah. Like, it is and a... Dude, Young I don't know if you kinda... ever saw like uh, like videos or if you ever done like some of the in game concert stuff. Like some of the first in game concerts were, they were cool because they were the first of their kind, right? But they didn't quite have everything worked out, right? Like it, it was basically just like they had set up a giant projector screen in game that they they basically played the artist doing their thing on, right? But in the early stages of them doing the concerts, like people could build in front of the screen, so like. People could literally just block off the fucking entire event with builds if they wanted to and stuff like that. But they've really evolved. I don't know if you guys ever fucking saw like the Travis Scott performance that happened like a year or two ago in game. The one where people died. (laughs) That though was so fucking cool. Like in game, that experience was sick the way they did that. The Astro World Travis Scott performance in game was awesome and also i didn't do it in game myself but i watched one it was a ariana grande one they did i don't know maybe like eight months ago at this point that they did in game that one was also sick like they they set it up like an arcade game like like you're kind of surfing through all this like pink slime while giant ariana's in the background doing her fucking thing right and you're like there's another part where they have it set up like an arcade like almost like a galaga shooter where you're just kind of shooting shit off and like a certain like a like a stationary spot like they made They've really done a lot with these in-game concerts and shit. And, um, you know, we're kind of getting off track from, like, the building and stuff. But Fortnite in itself is just kind of like a whole culture of its own. And I think it's really cool that they are branching out and adding other game modes to bring kind of, like, the masses in, like, the the Battle Royale masses into the game again and not having to worry about the building mechanic. I I think that there's, like, a... This will be kind of, like, my final note on it. But... um. I've always looked at Fortnite and been like, when are you going to end? Right. And not in a cynical <laughs> way, but like, you know, how when much more can you pop? How much more can you add right yeah. to a game like that? This kind of feels like a little bit of the end of the road. Like, what do you start like doing? You like start a new beginning. It, it can, you know, but <laughs> you, what do you start doing when you can't necessarily add in, you know, infinite to a game you start pulling away mechanics and like testing things out and changing how the mechanics operate with each other in order to kind of like amalgamate into a new experience and not to say like let's be clear like Fortnite has been awesome at what it does and i want to look it up because i want to see when it originally came out because i'm thinking it's probably five or six years now at this point um geez i can't even yeah, I can't remember. It has to be at least five or six years. 2017, so about, yeah. So almost five years ago. Yeah, almost five. Wait, but are, like, you, are you declaring two... the death of Fortnite right now? He's not declaring the death of Fortnite. He's hoping it's not the death of Fortnite. They're running out of ideas. Kind of... You say that, man, but there's not a Dragon Ball Z skin. They don't have half the Avengers <laughs> in their skin. They don't, like... <laughs> Honestly, I, I think the way that Fortnite does things and they incorporate pop culture into the game, I really I don't see how they couldn't take this 
for the long haul as long as they don't do something stupid. Like, like I feel like removing building permanently would have been probably that stupid thing that killed Fortnite. Because all of the pros, right, that have invested thousands of hours into becoming these gods basically just get put back onto this level of everybody else who can't build. And it's not to say that they're not fantastic shooters and stuff like that too, right? Because they're that is also the other half of the game when you know you're talking about classic Fortnite. But like I, I think them totally removing building probably would have been the decline of Fortnite. I think them adding the permanent game mode of non-build is more of just like an influx of everybody else who's wanted to play but couldn't because they don't know how to build. I just feel like it was a the right move as far as getting new people in instead of just having the same fucking... <laughs> I don't want to diminish it because they have, what, like hundreds of thousands of people that play this game on a daily basis, right? But now they're going to have even more than that uh, just because people who don't know how to build who love battle royales will want to will want to get in and try it out i definitely think it's a net positive to have some yeah. kind of option like that for sure well we had four votes on this topic we basically only heard from two of us so somebody else talk i don't have much to say because i don't play fortnite <laughs> do you have any opinion on them adding a no build mode or anything not really i mean it doesn't make sense to me because i don't see why i would play them as opposed to any other third person shooter that already didn't have building the thing that so what other what other third person shooter would you play in place of fortnite well none that's why i don't so fortnite he's basically saying that he has no interest in it at all therefore yeah i I, I, don't like that's the thing i don't really have an opinion on this because the well but you have played fortnite in the past like fairly consistently and and i stopped because i got bored with it and so, like, I can't, so like, even taking, taking the building out makes even less sense to me because that's the only thing that made it unique at all. Like, it had the fun little, like, extra stuff in the game, but the building was what made it different from any other shooter I'd ever played. Taking that yeah, out, fair. Does, like, just robs it of the one unique aspect of its gameplay, in my opinion. So it's even weirder. Yeah. Like, I can see where and you're coming fair. from, and I think it is a fantastic marketing decision, but for me personally, I, I got Elden Ring. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about Fortnite either. <laughs> yeah, it's like how many been interested in it. Topic fucking one. Like, <laughs> I know Johnny voted on it, and I'm super confused. <laughs> yeah, I want to see who actually voted. I, just, on I had to choose something else. I had to choose a second thing, and I didn't know what to choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I guess as a person who actually plays Fortnite, I think it's a good addition because it'll definitely bring in more people. You know, it's more people to spend money on skins and whatever. Sure. But uh, I'm not really, I'm kind of on the fence of how it's going to affect my personal gameplay because I don't use building to protect myself. I just use it for traversing the landscape. Like, I'm not going to walk around this mountain. I'm going to go straight the fuck over it. You That's know? a really and good point, yeah. So, but choosing to do that, I'm going to put myself in the same lobby with these people who are, like, really good at building. And I have to choose between, like, my skill level with shooting and other people's skill level with just being able to build. Sure. Yeah, that's a really good point you bring up because uh, I was watching some people play the other day because I, I don't really play a lot of Fortnite. I used to play pretty often. Um, but these days, since they added the no building mode and stuff, I watch a lot of streams while I work. So I've been watching some streams of people playing the no build mode. And like I said, Tim the Tapman and stuff like that have been coming back to it. 
and uh, been getting back into it and stuff like that. So, uh, but one instance I saw that really kind of occurred to me that was besides traversing the landscape, because that is a really, really good point. Like, because the landscape in Fortnite, I mean, you got mountains and stuff that are huge, like all over the place, right? That you could just normally build up to get over, get on top of, get high ground and stuff like that. Um, but the dropping of like care packages will very often happen right on the edge of a mountain, right? And you could always build a platform underneath it to catch all the stuff, but now you can't do that. So that's kind of a weird thing that kind of builds itself in because you have to open the care package at the top of the mountain and then drop down, wait for everything else to drop down and then collect all your stuff, right? And that's kind of a lot of time before somebody else could run up to you and fuck your shit up still out light. So like there's a lot more that goes into like the building not being there than just like defensive. It I think goes I, into traversal. It goes into collecting items. It goes into healing, right? Cause oftentimes you build a box around yourself to heal yourself up in the middle of a battle or something like that. So there's a lot more that goes into it than just like um, defensive. Uh, I think that you know. there was like a boardroom meeting that had these exact points that were brought up. Right. And the decision of like bringing the building back, into the main fold and then adding it as a sub like a like a subsequent game mode is this is these exact things are probably what drove that decision to be honest with you there were people in there in suits talking about how you know we need to be able to give them an option to go over mountains right you know that kind of shit like we can't take first of all this is 2022 we're talking about games nobody's in suits talking about these. that's true shorts cargo shorts and and (laughs) because they're wildly practical who work at ea are all still wearing suits in yeah Like, so, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that was probably a conversation that was had at some point. Definitely. And they were like, you know, we can't completely remove this. I think it's great. I think that any kind of addition to that, I think that, you know, it would be kind of fun as a fucking SWAT like mode in Fortnite where it's like kind of very hardcore, right? Like a one hit kill kind of mode in Fortnite with yeah. a smaller map. Yeah. I think that that would be, cool. I think that'd be like a, a lot of fun. Yeah. Like a very turn, it, damage, turn it into, turn it like into CSGO Fortnite. A little bit, right? Like not just, just not as enclosed as CSGO maps. is, but yeah, yeah, like but give, like them, open... give them two of the towns, right? And then spawn half of the Did... people in there and run a hardcore mode and like have yeah. it to where they have to like, you can't build up your person with defenses. You just kind of have to be good at it's engaging yeah. right like hot dropping and stuff like that like you know i think that there's a lot that they could do with it i think that it's a cool concept well, and i'm glad and um, it's still around they just updated if... it to unreal engine 5 too i think so yep. um you know it'll have a long life after this which we too. all thought when they first got on to uh the unreal engine or whatever which was only a couple years ago i think or they they went on to some uh, new engine and everybody was like oh they're gonna start having like map destructibility like they do in like battlefield and shit which like never happened which i thought was weird frostbite <laughs> yeah um yeah. but um dude i i just you you bring up a really good point i mean it kind of opens up a whole new world of like uh tournament possibilities and stuff like that to remove the building mechanic you can really kind of isolate things down to like a single town and have like more of a CSGO thing or you could expand it more to not a full-size Fortnite map, but, you know, a couple POIs that um, it's more condensed version and 
you don't have the building that gives you the traversing and stuff like that. So um, I think it really does bring in a whole new uh, kind of. Um, maybe that maybe that was their idea in the first place, but building ruined that. So they're trying out taking away building first to see how many people that brings in and then introduce those kind of mechanics later. Yeah, 100 percent. They're testing the water for sure on things like that. And I think that you'll probably see hardcore modes come out of that. I think you'll probably see, you know, um, smaller maps, smaller engagement kind of deals and it's also programming around the fact that you're not always going to be able to have 100 people in a match or whatever it is like i can't remember what the total player count is (laughs) you know but i mean even with fortnite towards the end of the battle pass right there's a waning of player count it's very true that that happens right when you max out because we maxed out our last battle pass and then i kind of just fell off after I had completed the that, is a good point because so, half of the fun of Fortnite is doing all the challenges, and that's something I've always loved about Fortnite is the challenges. They really kind of add another level of enjoyment to the game. You know, they, they're some of them are just ridiculous and silly. Some of them are non non combative combative at all, right? And so a lot of like playing the game is kind of working through the battle pass and doing the challenges that give you those those level ups get you the new content as far as skins and emotes and sprays and whatever, all that stuff. Um, back blings, gliders. So, um, yeah, it's a cool, I just think it's it was, a cool idea. I think it's, a yeah, I think idea. it was a really good idea. And I, I love how Fortnite always, uh, they're not afraid to like test the waters with shit. Right. And, and they do it in a, really bold way this isn't the first time they've they've like changed this is the first time they've removed such a key mechanic of the game like building it's not the first time they've added something permanently into like the main game mode that um a lot of people either didn't like or really loved right they're not afraid to like test shit out on the biggest scale that they can because they just have the people within the game to be able to gain the feedback from it and be like, okay, that was a terrible move or like, hell yeah, let's have this as a permanent mode. Or even when they like give the, uh, the players the option to like vote on which weapon to like keep in the game at like the start of a new season or, or, you know, whenever they do that, I think, you know, they've always been geniuses at like shaping their game to fit what the player wants. Um, by either listening to the community yeah dude and that's what i've always loved about fortnite is they really listen to the community um and i think they're hearing a lot of praise from people right now being like hell yeah because i mean dude fucking like xqc eighty thousand average viewership on twitch daily is now back to playing fucking fortnite on like a daily basis like that's insane. Like that's another eighty thousand viewers just from one person on Fortnite, right? So like, and that's minimum. Like, that's like his average viewership count. Like when he's on Twitch, right? So, I, I think it was a fantastic decision on their part. Just really get some of these huge streamers with massive followings to start bringing people back to the game, and uh, just give it that exposure. I think it was a really smart move. But I think with that, we've kind of ran dry on this topic. Let's see. What's our next one here? It would be, what do you love about Elden Ring from Justin? Elden Ring! I have zero input on this. I haven't played Elden Ring. Elden Ring! Also, not Yeah, right. same. That's not the right one, though. The next three tie yeah, we should, first we... in row, so... Yeah, I, I was the the one that I have on mine. It's uh, Tiny Tina's, but I don't. I feel like 
not everybody has played that besides me and Kyle either. But everybody has played well, Elden Ring. We have e a two-way tie. E is four yeah. votes, and that yeah, we have yeah, we have a two-way tie between A uh, and B, yeah, somebody, and we always just default to the first on the list. So. No, yeah, somebody changed their voting since we started the podcast because the Elden Ring one definitely only had two votes when we started recording. I wasn't planning to have to talk about this, <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I guess I'll talk. I will ask my question in that case. Um, yeah, my topic was it's like been the biggest blockbuster video game and i don't know how long all i've heard is that it's been breaking sales records left and right so i'm assuming that at least a couple of us have played it and i'm curious what people are loving about elden ring so far because it's been like a straight-up addiction for me like no game has besides control in a very long time and rocket league Free? i feel like everybody here except me has probably played it i haven't played it yet oh yay Bree, you want to start um so i guess other than just saying everything because it's it's a really great game um i just i think my specifically my favorite thing is the customization options and i really just just love like finding a new weapon or a new armor piece and just like just the designs on them are just really intricate and great and it, it's not something that you really get to see closely you know because you're like in combat and but uh, I just I, I really like the customization. The uh, I think they're a crazy franchise about like the armors that you can get are beautiful. Like you're saying, like people who are really into the fashion souls, they do a lot of catering towards like you want to look like a fashion barbarian. Souls. You got it's literally like a meme it online. Like, I, I believe it. It's just yeah. a really funny thing to hear. Because <laughs> that's that's how I equip armor. I equip what looks cool. I don't give a shit about stats. Oh, see, I'm I'm the complete opposite. So I in Fallout, I look like a deformed creature. <laughs> You're also, I distinctively guy. remember you bragging about how you just strip all your armor off, run around in a loincloth because of mobility. <laughs> yeah. In, well, in, in Dark Souls Three, yeah, I beat it wearing something called the Master's Set, which was just like ragged cloths because it was called the Master's <laughs> Set, and you get it in the beginning of the game. And I was like, well, that's fucking me. Let's go. <laughs> so like so you don't go off cosmetics you go off how cool the name sounds well that's the thing in this one i'm going like just based off whatever the fuck looks nice to me but they also do that like they have interesting aesthetics with their weapons like the giza's wheel or whatever that big like chainsaw looking thing that you get off the dude that you kill inside volcano manor like they've got a they got one weapon that's just a gigantic pointer finger and its special attack is to flick somebody that like doubles in size and like flicks the motherfucker who's coming at them and like launches them. Fucking through the hilarious! Air. They just like yeah. built like mods into the game. There's yeah, uh, exactly. literally <laughs> the Giza's. Awesome. It's funny that you bring up the wheel, right? Because it's actually a um, Bloodborne weapon. Yeah, it's called, uh, called the Whirly Gig Saw. Is what they call it, um, and. So this is one of the first Souls games I've ever played a mag magic character or mage, because um, I've never, I've never really interacted with that. I'm like a high dex glass cannon kind of guy, right? I play dexterity builds, which are two swords in hand, right? Usually no block and high damage output, right? Um, this game provides a lot more RPG to the franchise just in a whole right when you talk yes. about um 
the mechanics of it and the character development and the fact that when you pick classes in the beginning there's like a samurai and a prisoner that's got a big creepy metal helmet and like I so I bother Bree with that because I've worn that creepy metal helmet throughout <laughs> most of the game. <laughs> they're like I, I hate, hate that thing. Yeah, they're like I every hate time it. I spawn in, I'm like, dude, please. It's like it's so it's so fucking creepy. I'll drop a picture of it in chat. But I really, really, really enjoy the RPG elements of this and the magic that's available to you. Um you have regular magic and you have faith-based magic, which are called blessings. And um, you can cast effects on people. So like madness, right? And you have a madness meter that builds up. And then once it builds up all the way, they put their hands over their eyes and you can see this like red flame build up. And then like half of their fucking health bar is gone. Right. Like there's some really cool shit like that. Um, I love the open world bit of this in that you can go do dungeons and like side things not pertinent to the main story so you can go dip off do a dungeon and get an armor piece out of it or like everybody loves a good dungeon yeah or like is a spirit that you can summon when you finish you know uh, a a dungeon area everybody loves a good summonable spirit yeah bro so you know that's like there's a lot to this game that I love Um, it's definitely one of the most approachable souls games um so that's really good to hear if you haven't played a souls game this is a great place to start if you're ever curious of of doing it because it's Dude, one of the that's really good to hear because i've been hearing all this awesome shit about you know elden ring which is really like one of the first souls games to come out when was the last dark souls game that came out justin mm, so it would it would have been basically sekiro which was 2020 2019 okay that was two years ago Okay, well, I guess my rate doesn't really matter, I guess. But, like, I guess I've never really played Souls games. But it was two years ago. That's what I said. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I thought you were, yeah. like, okay. I thought you were, talking, yeah. but you're like, I thought it was two years ago. I was like, that's why I said it. <laughs> okay, okay, I don't know. Maybe, I don't think I said that. Either way, um, <laughs> I'm a couple substances deep at this point, so. It basically, yeah, I think, yeah, it was like two years ago or something. Okay, but so when we were living together, it was two years ago, four years ago. When was like Dark Souls came out? What maybe like in twenty sixteen, maybe seventeen, sixteen, seventeen. So I don't know, man. I always watched you playing them, and I always looked fun, but I just had never played them before, and they just looked like I just didn't know how they worked, you know. And I just, you know, you know how that is, right? I don't know, maybe not. To Dylan's point, like this, it, it. to say it's the most approachable one doesn't say a lot. Like it's still not super. I know Souls games in general are pretty grueling. <laughs> well, and it's also like I'd recommend because I've talked to a few people who this is their first from soft game, and everybody I've talked to, I've told like I will give you some YouTube starter guides because like <laughs> there's no fucking like that's totally okay with these games. They don't you explain do anything. Homework. To you. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll miss so fucking much. <laughs> like, well, we were talking so, about that the other day because we, I was talking to a friend of mine at work and she was playing without a guide. And I was like, you need to play with a guide. Well, you need to play with a guide. <laughs> and the reason why is like you can not guide yourself through main story beats of the game if you want to, you know, preserve that for you. But there are, so you'll meet a side quest character right at a place random on the map someone that you talk to you have this like very short conversation with them 
And then there's like eight different like encounters that you have between them and them being summonable at a boss or some shit to help you out. Right. <laughs> like you can miss all <laughs> those pieces in between and you can miss yeah. the first interaction with them and then they disappear forever. So that uh, like, Damn. so there is like a, a bit to this of like you, you, you have to use a guide or some kind of literature, um, YouTube videos, you know, to prep yourself for certain things. And like, I would one, say beyond just that, even like the correct, correct because there's no correct path to go but like the optimal path to go to explore like every optional area and every place you could miss every boss you might be able to miss like there's you fucking wouldn't know where to go a lot of the time like i have been trying to play less guide driven than previous from soft games but every time i like accomplish the central task of a region I will have to like look up and make sure that I'm going to the right region the next time because it gives you so many options and there is no real fucking telling which one it actually wants you to go check out. And like, you can find you can find yourself right. in a place that kicks your dick in on accident because it <laughs> yeah. won't gate you off of anything. It's just completely yes. like out levels you. Yep. Like, yeah. yeah, you just run into a bunch of shit that's way stronger than anything you've met and you're like, what the hell? I didn't go that far. Like, <laughs> I turned right. Kyle... You've been playing a little bit of it. Uh, are you playing mostly with Austin and Nick these days? or? Um, yeah, I've been playing a lot more with multiplayer. Um, I like it. It's a lot of fun. I feel like it's... I like it more than when I play the Dark Souls games. I feel like this one runs a little smoother for me. I like the fighting, the combat a lot more than in Dark Souls. Any particular um, reason? I feel faster. Like, I feel like I can evade faster. I can... Um, I don't know. I just felt so slow fighting bosses in Dark Souls that fighting bosses in here, I feel like I stand more of a chance. And they make... It just makes the fight... Don't, not get me wrong, I'm not saying that the bosses are easy one bit. I've got my ass kicked plenty of times. But I just feel like in this this one, you have a little bit more confidence than how I felt with confidence in Dark Souls. Yeah, I think that I think that um, the quickness of it is very like up to how you play it. And this game, this one in particular, over any of the other Souls games, punishes you for playing how Justin likes to play. And that it's generally like block, you know, high damage sword kind of character. Whoa, whoa, it it punishes whoa. that. It actively punishes that. No, no, that. no. No, like, no, no, I'm not, not a blocking boy. I'm a rolly boy. He's a roll boy. Yeah, yeah he's a rolly yeah. pulley. Yeah, and it it, it does it. It, it does <laughs> it does it does punish those that that kind of play, um, in particular because there are bosses that, um, you you have to fight with magic or you have like there are you know like certain requirements in that way. Um, I put that mask in chat though. By the way, you guys should look at it. Yeah, I saw it. A big thing about my old play style that it punishes Dylan is I'm a YOLO kill guy, which is another meme in the Souls community, which is like Ugh. you basically, once you got the boss down to a couple hits left, you just fucking start swinging and hope for the best. And I've always done that because it worked out in the Dark Souls games like eight times out of ten. In this game, it works out like one time out of twenty. And the other 19, the boss goes into like Super Saiyan fucking 12 and just shit stomps me 
before I even realized anything happened with like a totally <laughs> new combo that I hadn't seen the rest of the fight. <laughs> so they have definitely like altered the game style to like make people like me put like pay for the way we like to do things. I like the summoning. You can summon some people to fight with you. I love the ashes. Uh, yeah. People people shit on it though. I don't know if you've seen the discourse around that, but they feel they're okay. So for some context, right? There are some crazy fucking people that play these games and not just like crazy as in they're so good at these games. They're fucking it's lunatics, slinky. right? Yeah. They'll, <laughs> they are so gatekeepy about shit. They will, you know, so it's the like get good attitude, you know, is multiplayer it. like open world on Like there's just a world. So there's, of like- people so, like people no. so there's a so in the dark souls games in particular and this is the same way what you are able to do is so imagine you have this massive map right and it's sectioned off into into quadrants and each quadrant has a primary boss for that area that you go and fight you can summon okay. your friend in any area generally with very few exceptions in that quadrant until you fight that final boss together and beat them in both of your playthroughs and then you cannot summon your friend in that area anymore you can only summon two people in this game and it's it done with fucking sense. I'm just and it's say. done with a an item so you have Nothing to you have to sense. you have to expend <laughs> this item called furlong furlonging finger remedy and you have to make Naturally. this item or buy it or find it. <laughs> and right, you have to, so you have to use this item in order to be able to call your friend into the game. And if you die, you have to use another one, right? So there's, it's not co op in the sense of like, oh, I'm just going to join this game with my buddy and play until we're done, right? Like, yeah. there's, there are punishing pieces of that too, where it's like, <laughs> you know, it's not, it doesn't want you to like, it wants you to actively play it together, but it, it puts lots of walls up in the way. What's <laughs> part is, work for it is what it sounds. The best part like. is, Lane, you asked about multiplayer, Dylan. That's only fucking co-op. There's also a dual system, which has its own different type of finger called a bloodied finger, something something that yes. you use to like. You can put it on the ground, and a host can see that on the ground and like summon you into their world for a one-on-one -on -one fight. Yeah. And whoever wins gets a rare resource. There's the invasion <laughs> mechanic, which is like a different type of finger. I think it's your own finger. So and you can use that yeah. finger to like so, invade other people's worlds against their will. And you can just go in there and try to fuck their shit up in the, while they're in the middle of something. I'm so confused. So is online multiplayer not like open world with like a bunch of fucking no. online players no. in it? No. no. So then how you the fuck are... do you find someone's like marker on So there? what you can just, like, do. appears in your world. So in co-op, co if I want to okay. just play with Bree, I put in a password in my like, multiplayer yeah, options like and then i can only see shit. their sign written on the ground to summon them right yeah, so there's a totally fucking random yeah or random people signs and then if, the world, yeah and so. and in that respect it's kind of like a bunch of people because if you don't have a password on if you don't have a password on you see like tens and twenties of these gold signs on the ground that you can summon people <laughs> you know from random places and yeah, like the 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 multiplayer doesn't make any sense, and it's never made any sense, and it's not easy. And when we started this game, 
uh, Bree and I had to look up how we did multiplayer because we didn't know that you needed a crafting kit to make this item to bring this person into your world. Like Dude, that's insane. We didn't know that that's how that works, right? They make right? you like, code your own multiplayer into the fucking game. They make you make shit insane. to pull them into it. Yeah, it's crazy. Like there's also these things called bloodstains which are where when you die your last like death point is where your like runes are which is in-game currency for leveling up and buying shit right yeah you have to go back there and like touch that spot to get them back yeah until somebody does that they'll leave a bloodstain in your world so you can like run over their bloodstain click on it and see the last like three seconds of their life and how they die oh, no shit, no shit. So if you're exploring that's actually dungeon, really cool if you're exploring a dungeon it's got a practical purpose because you can find like traps that way by seeing yeah. somebody get fucked up by it but and otherwise... you can also you can leave like messages for people where you just write something oh. on the ground and I do that shit all the time because you. That's like, actually dope. You could put like trap ahead, you know, on a white yeah. message and people yeah. can read that. And they'd be like, or, that, or try that's up. That's actually sick. Right? And actually, yeah, but people troll, troll you for that too. People do troll. I bet. That guy could be completely abused. <laughs> if somebody but votes. They'll on say, your jump message, down here and you'll find rare loot. <laughs> if somebody votes on your message, either like good or bad, it heals you in the middle of whatever the fuck you're doing. Mm, so shit. the more messages you have out there in the world, the more likely you're just going to get some random help. Some random, yeah. That's sick. There's dude. an item called. That's actually the... dope. I like that. I just think it's stupid that you have to be able to craft a fucking item. It's, it's I, fucking I mean, crazy. it's kind of cool. It's yeah. kind of cool because it's like, yeah, I mean, you can leave messages for other people, but also if you want to bring them here, you really got to go to some wizard over there and get some fucking rat scrotum and go over here and get some special <laughs> rocks and yeah. some dirt. It's totally missable. Like it's fucking so dumb. It's kind of cool, but it's also just like so unnecessary. In the, <laughs> yeah. games, it's actually these games are great because they're glorious in like their level design and like the enemies that you fight. Everything yeah, you yeah, experience yeah. it has this weird feeling of grandeur. But everything you deal with on the way is just fucking dumb and ridiculous. It could give a shit if you were there or not. It could give a shit if you're playing it or not. It could. <laughs> it's ambivalent. Like it's, shit. it's ambivalent cool to your existence, right? Like. One of the things that um, about the co-op, just kind of last note on this, it is easier to get the item that you need to bring someone into your world in this game than it ever has been in the other Dark Souls games. In this one, you pick up flowers off of the ground, and three of these flowers makes this remedy, and then you can call someone into your world, right? Honestly, that's not so bad. It's not bad. (laughs) It's it's not terrible. But in the other Souls... I'm not going to give it to you for free. No. The other Souls (laughs) games, it required you to get something called an ember, right? Which... uh, Sucked. it like awoken you so it makes you more human is what this ember does right like it brings you closer to humanity which gives you more of a health bar it gives you more you know like stamina right but it also allows you to bring people into your world and when you die you lose this humanity and you go back to being like you know base stats right so like less health less stamina less all of that right so there was and you could only get those things by either picking them up as special items or beating bosses in someone else's game. And you got an ember back. Right? Like that was weird. Is that in this universe being more human is somehow a buff? Like in yeah. what world is yeah, that? You're scum. Truth? You're fucking <laughs> scum death until you like yeah, it's exactly it. Yes. 
One thing I'd say that I really appreciate about Elden Ring is if you kill um, enemies around you, you get another health back. Yes. I think that's very cool. So that's one of the things that's made it more approachable is that, yeah, you can kill. So you have these things called flasks, right? They heal your mana or your health, depending on how you decide to split them up, right? And you get more of them as you progress throughout the game. So, um, but if you kill certain enemies that have like this glow around them in the battlefield, you get some of these flasks back, which is something that did not happen in prior oh, yeah. Souls games. So that's what makes it a little bit more approachable too, is there's small give and take there that they've added into this one that's made it a little bit more approachable than yeah. like the the other one. I, I like it. If someone was like, I'm pretty good at video games. I'm curious about soul games, souls games, but I, I've never really gotten the wherewithal to try one. This is probably the one to try. Well, you just described me. Yeah. It's like, you know, I like, I love video games. I, you know, I think I could enjoy something like this. I like RPGs. I, like, and, you know, honestly for like, I don't know what it is, but, uh, yeah, seriously, like the past year or so, I've been kind of like thinking about getting into Dark Souls or something. And then like I saw Elden Ring when like, uh, you know, the whole, what was it, E3, whenever we were, yeah, all, all those trailers came out and shit. I was like, that looks sick. I would love to get into that. And I just did never buy it, but I've been definitely considering it. So well, that's really one, good to hear. One thing too, like really quick. A recommendation uh, for you if yeah. you do it. Um, really quick. Buy, so, uh, Xbox Series S. Yes. Yeah, or play yeah, it on PC a if you have it. Yeah. If I'm you have serious, it. though, because like, the difference in loading time is significant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or if you have a decent PC, you can play it on that. It doesn't require a lot to run it, so you can play it on like, a work PC. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I do you have one of those. Yeah, so like you could do <laughs> right. something like that. But um, the other kind of thing, too, that like when you hit a boss door, right, like one of the bigger bosses or even some of the smaller bosses, you can call in help. Like if you have one of those those remedies with you, you can crack it, oh. and then you can call people in that are not your friends to help you with oh, these that's fights. Cool. Because there's people like me who want to farm souls, and so right, I'll put yeah. my sign in front XP, of those doors. Yep, yeah, yeah. I'll put my signs in front of those doors, and I'll sit there and wait until someone summons me into their world, and I'll Hell help yeah. them pass their boss. Right. So like, see, that's really cool. I like that aspect. It's just the whole wanting to like being able to play with somebody. You can't just like start a private, you know, like world or whatever with you and your buddy. You'd have to fucking find items and summon them in. Like that's, I think that's fucking stupid. Like <laughs> that just shouldn't be necessary. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. This is not a co-op experience, like an army of two, <laughs> you know, or something like that where <laughs> yeah. it's like baked in it, you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but you got to work for it. Yes, you have to work for it. But I strongly well, suggest you try it if you have the curiosity to do so. Also, Sekiro is probably the closest because it doesn't rely on like the traditional Dark Souls mechanics. It's very much like a parrying based timing fighting game, you know? So you could play something like that and probably enjoy it too. But, okay. um, yeah, no, Elden Ring is fucking awesome, and it, I'm 85 hours. Are totally different. They are, yeah. What did uh, you say, Justin? I couldn't hear you. Just for the record, Sekiro's fighting mechanics could not be more different from Elden Ring's. Yeah, that's what mm. I was saying. Is like It's very combat parry-based in Sekiro. You're playing 
a samurai, you know, like, <laughs> so you're like parrying enemies and, right, you know, it's right. not that kind of thing. All stance break. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that, it's worth a try. If you have the means to do it, it's worth a try. It's a lot of fun. Words. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've been looking into it or I've been really thinking about it. So, uh, I probably we... will end up getting it. I did not expect to talk about that. I expected to talk about foods. Should we rip through foods quickly before we shut those down? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, who was food? Was that Johnny? Who was Johnny? Oh, is that the one that won? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Johnny, give us food. Give us foods. I wasn't What's expecting to talk about this either. <laughs> <laughs> give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> I really wasn't expecting to talk. My my fucking poll is way uh way different on my phone than it is here. But anyway. Yeah. Anyway, my my question was if you could eat uh any food in any video game, what would it be? Um the most recent one that I thought was appetizing was the one the curry in Pokemon, the sword and shield. Like when you can go into the camps and make that. Like everything that I like made looked appetizing, even though it didn't sound good at all. It just looked like great, and I wanted to eat it. But I was curious to know what your guys' was. I would honestly pick, and it's only for the people who've played Monster Hunter, but the food that they oh make in Monster Hunter. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, my yeah. god! Your palatos, bro. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> If you just look up the food that those fucking cats make you, oh, it makes me drool every time. I'll go next. Yeah, same. They, um, and there's a Final Fantasy game, Final Fantasy 15, that's like road trip simulator. You got three of your bros and you're in a car and you're road tripping and you have these campfires that you can stop at to rest for the night or things like that. And one of your um, friends cooks and the shit like the time that someone took to like model that food um and that game was just crazy like i don't know how someone took the time to do that but is that the one where it starts off the game by pushing a car yes yeah i started that one but it went off a game pass and i couldn't play it anymore yeah yeah that's the one i'll post some of that food in chat but yeah it's got some of the best looking food and games i've ever seen what's next I don't really like have one, dude. Like, honestly, I don't really pay attention to food and video games. I've got one. I'm not gonna lie. I've always wanted to see what Cluck and Bell tastes like from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Hell yeah, actually. Okay, you're 100% right. That's like the one time I remember ever wondering. When Big Smoke throws in that massive fucking order where he's like, I have two number twos or whatever the fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, why does he need three of them? What's in there? You're 100% right, actually. Fucking <laughs> Bella GTA. I was love me some uh, Popeyes. That's my shit, man. And if I've got it, if I have to eat on a dare, rad roach meat. What? It's from Fallout. I mean, I want to. I want to really also call food. I always want to chug one of those Nuka Colas. Oh, dude, Nuka yeah. Cola, yes. If I could drink anything, Nuka Cola Quantum. Fucking bring yeah, Quantum, yep. Yeah. I have a old Nuka Cola Quantum from the release of Fallout 4 at Target. Do you remember that? 
It's yeah, I want, you to, I want you to light that thing up. You need to put like a little light underneath it so it does like glow. <laughs> it's still full, and that soda is old as fuck. I don't know, you know what? what that is. I at will this point. say, I've always wondered what fucking juggernaut tasted like. Yeah, same. Oh, uh, yeah, from zombies. That actually. It's probably cola. delicious. Right? I'm sure it's like it's obviously a cola flavor, but like. Well, or eggnog. The, the, what else? You never the know. Quick, uh, the quick revive Takio says it tastes like fish. So oh. I wouldn't want to try that one. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. You guys go into the podcast recording chat and look at this food from this game. It's stupid. Look at this food. There's soft shell crab in there. It's like. There's soft shell crab in there. Yeah. <laughs> Look oh, that's crazy! That's Look at so all these food dishes, dude. dude. I have. I actually. I. I've never played a game where I've looked at the food and thought of it, but I've like seen people talk about Final Fantasy's fucking food, and one hundred percent, this is the most like appetizing. Who modeled this shit? Who took 100%. all this time? Someone spent <laughs> thousands of hours yes. just doing one of these. Yep. Right? Like, yep. The real truth, though, is if I could sending anything, uh, Monster Hunter ones because that's if I the could stuff eat I would just anything eat. in any game I've ever played. It would be Manus. <laughs> and uh, Bree, what about you? <laughs> no, dude. <laughs> I think I think I want the uh, I want the cake from Portal. But it's yeah, a lie. I was looking at the list over here and I saw that. That's why I want it. Like... <laughs> I don't I care thought, if it's a lie. Give it to me. I thought about it too, but how long has it been sitting in that warehouse? I'm a little worried. I don't know. Like I probably wouldn't know that my character wouldn't know what good cake is. Pumped full of preservatives. <laughs> never had cake. That shit's like a Twinkie. It lasts forever. I would hack the leg right off that turkey. Or like the uh, one of the yeah. other ones I was thinking of was that's just one of the, the foods that you can eat from that game. The perfectly preserved pie from Fallout. Yes, Fallout Four. Give no, the one. ones the one you couldn't ever get out of the machine. <laughs> yeah, like two hundred years or whatever. I want to see. Yeah, that's also uh, like Death Claw. I would eat some Death Claw. I would try the Death Claw omelet. Justin, that's delicious. <laughs> Some of the foods from Outer Worlds. I'm like, what does Saltuna taste like? You know, <laughs> you know, like what? Everything, everything in that game terrified me. I was like, the way they like phrase all the like made with real cis sugar pig preservatives, like cysty <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pig. You know, like oh, yeah, cysty pig. I, I might try some cysty pig on a on a dare. Their uh, cysty pigs are pigs that like were gen- genetically modified to grow tumors forever that are like human edible, basically. So. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you just take the tumors off the pig and cook them. <laughs> Lady held Bender's ass. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. If anything in any video game could possibly eat me, it could be that. Mm-mm. On top Five of star. the dragon. Five just star. makes your mouth water. <laughs> Four stars she's so Kyle, she's so fucking underrated bro she's so thick <laughs> she God. didn't get the media coverage she deserved she's straight That's concrete bro sure. like quick creep she's so thick <laughs> just like, chiseled <laughs> you know if they had marketed that game around she's her it definitely would have sold better yeah, yeah. tell me I'm wrong <laughs> you're not wrong 
It wouldn't have right. gone on Games Pass because people would be buying that shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> Games Pass, that the best value. Guardians of the Galaxy had the Mass Effect style. You guys would have already been trying to bang her and kick her to a different planet in no time. Yeah, kick her off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Another like fantastic line of dialogue is where Mantis talks about how Peter like touches her ass in one universe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're able I to convince that. her in most universes, except for a few where you don't talk very well, and one where you touch her butt. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what's weird? So I pulled up a list of like best foods in video games. Final Fantasy food is like number ten, like bottom of the list. Boo! Which is weird as fuck. Boo! Number one. They don't know how to cook. Mushrooms from Super Mario Bros. Who no drugs? Was, someone dropped. Someone was dropped on their head. Who yeah, made so, that yeah. list? I, this is Wouldn't a serious list. This is BBC actually. So bad. What the fuck they're talking about? <laughs> Number two was cake from Por- Portal. Three was roast chicken from Streets of Rage. I don't know what that is. Bread. You want? From you want something that Lion falls bread. out of somebody's pocket when you beat them up? You want a piece? A piece of turkey that falls out of their pocket after you kill them? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's what you need. (laughs) We got chorus fruit from Minecraft, iguana on a stick from Fallout, (laughs) burritos from Overcooked, clucking bells on this list from GTA, dubious food from Breath of the Wild on the number 10. It's fucking Final Fantasy. I thought about Breath of the Wild. They actually had some pretty good food. Breath of the Wild, I, uh, yeah, I had some pretty good looking stuff on there too. But. Number nine, so not good enough. So actually above <laughs> Final Fantasy. So it's a bunch right, of guys. bullshit. Well, I think are we about to call it there or what? Yeah, I think I'm good yeah? there. Did we uh, decide on a game? Should we announce it? Superliminal. Yeah, yes. we did. Superliminal. Superliminal. Everybody will be our next game of the month. So get us uh, right here in 30 days, and we will have another podcast at you about Superliminal and we're, lots more topics and stuff to talk. Real about. Real quick, we're we're putting up a new schedule for putting stuff out. Justin and I talked about it. So um, we're going to be doing the first Wednesday of the month. Um, is when we're gonna because I, I googled it and it said that's the best day to publish podcasts. So we still go. have two episodes to go up at this point. One of them's edited and ready to go, it's going up next Wednesday. I'm gonna put it up tonight for review and then we'll Hell be yeah. back on track for our publishing schedule. So, there you yeah, have it, folks. look yeah. forward to that consistency. So it sets us apart. Or not. We're pretty inconsistent right now. But we'll we'll get there. (laughs) What sets us apart is our comeback story to being consistent. That's right. We got the Rocky fucking four stories of podcasts. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us. We were happy to be here with you. Catch us next month with Super Liminal, and we will catch you all next time. Bye. That we go crazy. Yeah.
be the fuck